0: I'm Trevor, and welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Uh, If you aren't familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a film analysis podcast wherein we introduce each other to films, expand our cinematic horizons, and, in essence, catch up on our cinema. So it is the month of February 2022, and we are in the midst of our not made in America event month. Uh, Essentially, what that entails is uh, we've been reviewing, quote, from the american perspective anyway uh foreign films that at some point in time have been remade as american films uh so basically we've been watching a lot of foreign films uh the original versions of these films so uh, yeah, i'm tired con- of fucking reading dude <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot of subtitles this month a lot of subtitles
1: i, I can handle it but i didn't realize jumping into this I'm like oh this is four weeks of of uh yeah reading well and also the way we've been recording as
0: well we're, we're recording live and. In- in, in live in color, like yeah. face-to-face, uh, something we haven't been doing until very recently, uh, thanks to you know, the pandemic and whatnot. But uh, because of this, we have to take notes. Yes. And uh, hand handwriting notes while you're watching a subtitle film, folks. It's a uh, challenge. It's rough. Yeah. Uh, it, there's a lot of pausing involved. Um, there's a lot of looking up and being like, wait, I didn't get that. <laughs> um, there's a lot of second-guessing involved. But yeah, uh, we're at the conclusion of Not Made in America Month. And uh, I had the pick this week, uh, which means there's going to be a noticeable step down <laughs> in objective quality of the film in I question. didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> See, Kyle's go-to for foreign cinema tends to be part of the criterion collection <laughs> it's literally the two
1: movies i picked for this are criterion the two you picked are not yeah the two i picked are on services like shutter <laughs> <laughs> this is on hbo max that's not, i mean there's a lot of criterion on hbo max right now this
0: is very true this is very true but i would not be surprised if the film in question was released on the the dvd label tokyo shock yeah or something like that i know for a fact it was put out by arrow at some point uh, That says something. (laughs) Their their catalog is all over the place, so make make of that what you will. They make good product regardless of the objective quality of the films in question. But uh, long story short, the film that I picked for us to review at the conclusion of this month uh, was Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Pulse from 2001. Um, This is a Japanese film, quite obviously, uh, that was part of a a massive wave uh, called J Horror uh, that was kind of. Crossing all cultural boundaries and was, like, making a lot, a lot of waves uh, internationally in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of ushered in by The Ring, the unstoppable force that was The Ring. That film what, was, was everywhere. It was everywhere, such that, of course, it garnered an American remake uh, directed by Gore Verbinski. Yes. Uh, one. Definitely. It's an exceptional American remake, actually, by most standards. It is pretty standards. good, yeah. Yeah. Uh, largely the only reason I didn't pick that
1: is that Kyle and I have both seen that. Yeah. We're pretty familiar with that story. I'm familiar with that story directly from The Ring and from Scary Movie 3, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, also, that, that's what
0: I was alluding to when I said like it was inescapable. Yeah. It, it's, even through just cultural osmosis, most people are familiar with The Ring, or at least certain parts of it, be it the, the greasy, long-haired ghost lady coming out of a TV, uh, the image of the well, the, the, the titular ring or the seven days quote, or VHS tapes want you dead. Something from The Ring has touched each and every one of us on
1: some level. So Scary Movie 3 is not great, but it does have some moments, and some of the best moments are The Ring parts.
0: Yeah. I get those movies very mixed up, so I, I think I saw Scary Movie 3. I, I'm not positive, though.
1: 1 and 2 are really easy to, to, to differentiate. You can tell the difference between those two. 3 and 4, it's the same thing. It's just a, just a blob of parody now did all
0: of them have leslie nielsen or did he just show up for a couple of them
1: i don't think he was in one and two he was he came along for three and four okay yeah that sounds
0: right well at least three and he's really funny in three which was the one with craig bierko where they were doing the war of the worlds parody i think
1: that's four
0: i think you're right i think that's four that sounds right i, I there's one gag in that movie that for whatever reason i liked was the solenoid gag which one basically they can't start a vehicle and like there's the solenoid like the quote solenoid is the the like the fix the catch-all fix for every electronic problem ever imaginable and it's just like this little innocuous little gadget that if you pop your hood you can find it in your car and whatnot mm-hmm. but it's actually like kind of a, a wink to that movie to war of the worlds like tom cruise magically fixes like after an emp Magically fixes a van by yeah. replacing the solid. Like, that, yeah.
1: It's really fucking stupid, but it's a small little gag that I appreciate. Of those two movies, my favorite, my brother and I will quote this often, is uh, Twins! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you know it, it's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, the reason I went with Pulse is uh, I had alluded to this when I mentioned that Kyle and I had both seen The Ring uh part of the reason why i went this one is that um both kyle and i are somewhat familiar with with the j horror subgenre um however this is one that i don't think either of us had seen going in uh so i you know i wanted to take advantage of the fact that we have a weekly podcast and force myself to watch something i i didn't know anything about Uh, so i knew this film by reputation and it doesn't even have that stellar of a reputation honestly I think it's really fitting that um, Kyle was telling me before we started recording, um, even in terms of its release date, it kind of came out squarely in the middle mm-hmm. of the J-horror, like, initial wave of J-horror films, or at least this era of it, you know, in the early 2000s. And its reputation is such that mm-hmm. it's kind of squarely in the middle. It's neither intensely revered nor nor despised. Like, it's it's a fine movie.
1: <laughs> I, see, I think it goes The Ring, this... The uh, pulse, uh, it goes. The Grudge, and then I think Dark Water comes out. After may, Dark Water may have come out before the Grudge, um, or is it? I don't know what the Japanese uh, version of it was called. Is it Juon or something? Yeah, like that? Juon. Juon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess a good starting point here is uh, just to talk a little bit about J Horror, because as I said, the Ring was kind of the one that kicked it all off. I believe it came out in the late '90s, like '98. Mm-hmm. I think it's '98 or '99. And then it made big waves internationally. And so, you know, it was only natural that other films of its ilk would start to make waves as well. Um, But Kyle, what's your personal connection?
1: Like, what films have you seen and which films have you liked? Um, The only one, I haven't, this is the first... Uh, Japanese J Horror, like the original uh, J Horror film that I've seen. Uh, I've only seen about 30 minutes of Dark Water, the Japanese version. Um, I got distracted and had to go do something else, so I didn't finish it. I might actually watch that this week just to, you know, uh, just to finish that. Um, but I've seen The Ring and The Grudge, but I've seen the American versions. I haven't seen the J Horror uh, versions. Um, but I realized something was like J Horror was American horror for that time like this is what we were doing we were just remaking those movies like this chunk of uh, horror at the time we were also remaking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre Uh, I think 2009 was when the the what the what's the jason jason fucking friday the 13th
0: <laughs> kyle was making like a sickle motion or like he was going fly fishing or something I'm like that, that i don't know what that means kyle.
1: but yeah i mean we were just we just remade texas chainsaw massacre and then we were just doing american versions of these films so i'm familiar with those stories um it's just this is the first one that i've actually seen all the way through from the J horror uh that trend
0: yeah i want to say that this particular era in american horror so not talking about j horror like was really really remake heavy Mm -hmm. like we were really intensely we had nothing like like, yeah we were leaning pretty heavily into remaking things uh be they like was it um household haunted hill in the late 90s Mm. Um, oh yeah and I uh, I want to say 13 Ghosts was a remake as well but it probably bears no resemblance to that.
1: I don't think there was a no woman with huge dead titties in <laughs> the original there was
0: yeah the, Shannon Elizabeth was kind of a big deal in in this era of cinema and horror otherwise but um, yeah and like we had other like high concept like horror movies that had a lot of, of a lot of flash and a lot of special effects to them be they like ghost ship or as i said 13 ghosts that's and, new metal horror yeah new metal it horror new for metal sure horror. We we're really doing a whole lot of
1: that are we gonna throw audition into the j into the j horror um because this is 99
0: i mean i i think of it as being a slightly different flavor because it's not a supernatural film okay. by any means but it is uniquely Japanese, and it is a horror film. Okay. Um, so I'll I'm allow counting. it. I'm counting it. No, I'll allow it. <laughs> okay. For sure. Then I've seen audition. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as for me, um, I I don't have a whole lot of like direct experience with it. Like I don't have a whole lot more than Kyle does, honestly. I've I've seen the original Ring and the original June. Uh None of the sequels to either of those. Those are both franchise. The starters, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't seen any of the sequels. So I've also seen the American remakes of both of those and they're both decent. Like, mm-hmm. like um Juon had the distinction of having the same director as the original oh. Japanese version and as I said, Gore Verbinski uh, did The Ring. And it was great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the man knows how to shoot Beautiful looking film. So, at the very least, it looks great, and you know it keeps up the intensity as well. It's a solid Americanized version of it.
1: Well, there's not much motivation. They're like, there was no reason for us to really watch those at the time because we've like the 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 Japanese versions. Like, we've seen it. We know the story, and if it's just a remake, it's like we don't really need to watch it. Uh,
0: yeah. No. I mean, those those movies were made in the early 2000s when importing wasn't what it was today Mm -hmm. like what it is today rather um those movies were were largely put out for accessibility reasons as far as i understand like in terms of marketing like a subtitled horror film like in this country horror is usually this country yeah in this country horror is for teenagers to fuck like like (laughs) that that's why horror films exist in america (laughs) and now like this elevated horror business it's like we're moving it into uncharted territory where it's like hang on, what? (laughs) It's like, I thought, I thought this was an excuse for me to put my arm around somebody or something.
1: Yeah. Our, our horror used to be chugging beer. Now it's like (laughs) having a cigarette with an espresso. Like it's, it's refined now. Yeah, no horror has evolved and it always does.
0: That's part of what makes the horror genre so incredible is that, um, it's, it's oftentimes an entry point for professionals working in the film industry. And it's also similar to, I guess, porn, like the, Kind of the the flashpoint for evolution in the medium, uh, because the the amount of product generated is so so vast and uh, like from year to year, um, it's it's like almost like a test kitchen for for new ideas.
1: Well, I think really the the thing that's making horror good now it's like we're gonna actually get actors like actually have performances, <laughs> not just literally people topless being chased by a guy in the woods with a chainsaw.
0: Well, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a combination
0: of that, and I want to say it's people like actual film school people yeah, coming out of film school with a desire to, to make these things as opposed to it's the job that's available for a person, for an entry level person like myself. It's like, no, you're, you're getting people who their first project out the gate is like a script that they've been toiling away at for years. That it's a passion project. It's not just a gig for them.
1: I think Hakazooza was that director's film school. Like that was his like final project mm-hmm. was that film. And it's, Pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I want to say that's the major difference is that there's actual legitimate enthusiasm along with money (laughs) backing backing these these quote elevated horror films that we've been seeing in recent years. Um, But as far as J horror goes, um, like one of the core tenets of it is that it's oftentimes deals with uniquely Japanese sentiments. Um, A lot of it deals with like existentialism and a type of like creeping dread that. I want to say, it's not uniquely Japanese. It's just it's a there's a a willingness to engage with those types of themes and stories that's very very commonplace in Japanese cinema. That I want to say, at least from an American perspective, there's like a fear or an unwillingness to directly address some of these ideas because they're maybe a little too close to home or a little too scary, mm-hmm. and. Um, one thing that Kyle would definitely appreciate about J horror is uh, happy endings are not very common. <laughs> yeah, dude,
1: that's why I'm loving Korean cinema right now. Too. <laughs> cinema, you will not, you will not walk out of here happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's one thing that's always interesting about the Japanese horror perspective uh, is is that I've always said this about Japanese culture is that like the country itself, like the land itself, is is a volatile landscape. Like there's typhoons there's tsunamis there's earthquakes like bad things happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) and this is this is a culture that's evolved over thousands of years to unfortunately be well equipped to handle that so you see a lot of grievous terrible things happening and the the general attitude is Nothing could be done about that. I guess we have to carry on.
1: (laughs) That's kind of what the relationship is with Godzilla. Like, you just live with, like, we just live with him.
0: Well, he's, I mean, he's a physical embodiment of a force of nature. Like, basically, he's he's a tidal wave coming through your town. It's like... What are you gonna do? Shake your fist and yell profanity at the tidal wave?
1: Like duck and cover, dude. No, I'm,
0: at the end of the day, it's like even when it's gone, what does that accomplish? Mm-hmm. Like, like you can't be angry at at a force of nature. Yeah, like, like you can for sure, but it, it it's fruitless.
1: Just out there punching a hurricane. <laughs>
0: I'm sure there's cell phone footage of some, of some there's asshole. There's a dude with
1: a mullet somewhere in Florida that has been outside trying, like, just walking around like a fucking MMA fighter, just punching the brain, basically. Hold me back!
0: Hold me back!
1: <laughs> no, he's really drunk. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sure there's a cell phone video. It's probably posted to YouTube from Florida. Yeah. Uh, it's just titled "Come at Me bromp 4 and it's a man punching hurricane.
1: <laughs> any of our uh, any of our overseas listeners are curious as to whether Florida has the actual reputation that Americans give it. It does. It's oh. not an exaggeration. Oh it, yeah, it's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, going back to j Horror. Uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, everything that guy just says is bullshit. No, he, no, it's not actually. He's 100 percent right. Yeah, he, yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, it's oftentimes you get unhappy endings because it's the the type of dread, horror, and terror that that these stories are meant to instill in you is that oftentimes from moment one, like from the moment the story starts, it's a it's already a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like the, these people or whatever conflict that's present it's already inescapable things have already been set in motion it's just a matter of of when it, when the hammer drops on these people
1: i think that's why the ring i think that's why i really like the ring because that's kind of what it is it's like you watch the tape you will die like there's no getting around that yeah and she watches the tape to start the, like at the beginning of the movie like she it's got to happen and the kid watches the movie too yeah yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, june is one of my favorites because that movie pulls the uh, the Hitchcockian uh, trick like the psycho trick it's not even a trick really it's, it's just an ongoing pattern in that story that's just like you have all these characters that seemingly are are put in place to be like somewhat likable and potential protagonists and it's like oh they got they got ganked real quick <laughs> didn't they <laughs> and it's like oh well I guess that's the structure of this story it's just like people get axed at just se- not even at random just like in steady intervals and, un- like, there's not even anyone to really cry about it. It's just like, yep, that's a thing that happened. Let's, let's carry on until it happens again. <laughs> um. Um, but, yeah, as far as my, my direct connection uh, to the, the subgenre, um, like I said, I, I haven't seen a whole lot more than Kyle has. I know most of them by reputation. Um, I will say that uh, I have not seen Dark Water, but I'd very much like to. Um, there's a, a movie based on a manga uh, by Junji Ito, it's called a uh, spiral or uzumaki. That I, I love that manga, and I would very much like to see the film adaptation. I don't imagine it's, it's as good as the manga, especially considering that honestly, that manga doesn't even end that well. But much like a Stephen King novel or something, the setup is absolutely brilliant. It's about a it's about a village that gets obsessed with spirals, mm-hmm. with dangerous consequences. I, I think I lent it to Kyle at some point, but that that's one that I'd very
1: much like to check out well this is definitely a japanese movie uh because it's about 30 minutes too long
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's one of its its big weaknesses is that
1: it is it is over long if you were going to watch a two-hour japanese film from the 90s or 2000s it will be about 30 minutes that you could pull out of that movie <laughs> i mean even one that uh,
0: we talk about frequently one of our earliest episodes do uh, you kitamura uh, versus oh yeah uh, from the year 2000 so the year before this one even that's I think
1: two hours plus. I think it is. I think that it's like movie two, absolutely did not need to be two hours. <laughs> Audition was over, like almost two hours long. Like,
0: Audition has the benefit of having two distinct halves, though. That's true. Like that, that movie is kind of brilliantly put together. Well, Ichi
1: the Killer has like th- I think three. Is there three?
0: I mean, it. I. It. I'd be hard pressed to point to a singular character who represents like the protagonist of that film. Uh, the narrative is a little. It's, well, it's wonky. I mean, they're both Takashi Miike movies, like, at the height of his powers when he was just cranking out crazy shit left and right. Like, th- this man was unhinged. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I strongly believe that because of, like, the, the sheer volume of his output in that era... I have to assume he was, like, locking himself in the editing room and doing, like, a Spielberg, like, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List type situation yeah. where he's, like, editing five movies at the same time. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing, man. <laughs> and then at the end it's like, well, it's all brilliant, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm looking at, man, but it's all good. Takashi Miike is one of those, actors, those directors that, I don't know, maybe we could do a month on at some point. Because, I mean, for fuck's sake, his output is... Tremendous, Like, like he, he is not short for films for us to look at. So, so that's something to consider someday. But yeah, this movie, Pulse, also called uh, Kairo in uh, Japanese, uh, was directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. No relation. Uh, yes, no relation to Akira Kurosawa. Um, and I, uh, I looked into his filmography, and uh, he's largely known for drama films mm-hmm. that I'm not familiar with. Um, although there is one little anomaly in his early filmography that curiously enough, I have seen, Uh, I think it's the only movie of his that I've seen. It's a, it's a film called sweet home and it it's, uh, there's a very obvious reason as to why I watched it. And maybe you'll be interested in this Kyle. Scott Atkins in it. uh, (laughs) Very good guess. Exceedingly good guess. Kyle. You know me too well. Um, no this came out in the late 80s and as far i i could be wrong but i want to say it was made in response to poltergeist maybe okay Uh, i i could be wrong on that anyway it's a it's a like a haunted mansion type movie and i think they brought in like american uh special effects technicians to do to do the effects work for it so they spared no expense quite literally yeah not something that you see in japanese cinema very often they try to keep it in-house most times yeah um and yeah, if I remember correctly, they actually did bring in American visual effects artists for that one, but it's a, it's like a Haunted Mansion type movie, a very special effects heavy movie. Um, and it was a Capcom video game movie. Oh, there's a Famicom. a So Japanese Nintendo, 8-bit Nintendo video game by the same name that it is, it's a product tie in The movie and the game are, are the same story so okay. this was like a 1980s video game movie in japan um and it's made by capcom who would later make the resident evil franchise wow did they do street fighter yes okay yes um so basically like sweet home in some ways was like a prototype for what resident evil would become like a solid half decade after the fact um, so i was very curious about checking it out because like i wanted to know about it and in fact i played an emulated version of the game at one point but yeah, I, I, I watched that movie and it, it's not brilliant by any means, it's, but it does have some very fascinating special effects. It's exceedingly well shot. Um, and yeah, it was it was kind of fun, but it's kind of an anomaly in his filmography. It's like there's that, and then a whole shit ton of drama films that I'm not especially
1: interested in, and then this. Yeah, I was going to say, he, he seemed much more like a, a Japanese drama guy. Like, this wouldn't be a movie, I don't even think it's in his top four. Like, this isn't a movie that you would really equate to this director. Like, this was kind of an outlier. The rest of his films look completely different.
0: Yeah, and what's especially interesting is that, like like we said, or well, I said anyway, um, horror is oftentimes like an entry point for mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of filmmaking talent and whatnot this came well into his filmography like this was not an early venture for him like he'd all like like i said sweet home as far as i know came out in the late 80s i hope ari aster stays there
1: <laughs> rose glass is the other director i think that's who did saint maude yeah. hope she stays there yeah you, you want them to stay in their wheelhouse i want them to stay in horror yes
0: okay well um it seems it seems like some of the other talent out there is starting to make moves into other genres like i can't precisely point out whom but uh, I seem to remember seeing a trailer for uh, I think it's called Men or The Men it's a new A24 picture oh. I forget who directed it but um, as far as I understand it's like a, a genre deviation uh, from the rest of their filmography and um, you might want to look into that one because I like like the Criterion collection.
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. oh yeah, Jeff already. Who directed it? Uh, Alex Garland. Yeah, no, I've already have, I've already had this on the radar. Yeah, I was about to say uh,
0: Kyle would have told me about that
1: one. <laughs> I saw that trailer like, well, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, anyway, we should probably get into this movie proper. So this is uh, Pulse from Kiyoshi Kurosawa, and uh, funny enough, uh, this comes from an era of Japanese cinema that this was kind of when I was starting to get my feet wet exploring contemporary japanese cinema so early 2000s um so there are actually a handful of actors in this film that that i actually do know pretty well okay um i did recognize the guy the, the guy that bookends oh yeah uh, koji Yaksho. yeah
1: uh, he's uh, done the movie
0: yeah i know that was a big disappointment for me i was like ah he's so good why is he only in the beginning and the end
1: <laughs> he's too charismatic i think for this for this cast yeah
0: he he's He's so fucking talented. Like he's such a good actor. Um, there's a Korean actor named uh, uh, Choi Min Shik, uh, old boy. Okay. I think of them kind of in the same way because they they both possess similar energies to them because they can both be just fucking wild animals, but they can also be like your yeah. warm warm like father figure type. Like they can they can be either one. What's the
1: Korean guy's name again?
0: Choi Min Shik. He's great. Oh, yeah. he's fantastic. He's, he's, he's great. No, yeah. he's a, he is. No joke, a national treasure. Yeah, I get it. Like, I I watched a Korean (laughs) War movie uh, a few years ago that there's a hilarious bit where if you don't know who he is, like, if you didn't know who that actor was or what he looked like... It, it's it's like a Marvel movie moment where like a like a like you know all the comic book nerds in the audience, i.e. me,
1: oh, go like oh! It's when you see the Captain Marvel emblem, and the rest of us like, what the fuck exactly. is that? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. When when you see like the logo of like a well-known character or something, and all the dorks in the audience, <laughs> <you> know,
2: they,
0: <laughs> yeah, they they start doing their DJ horns, go
2: oh shit! Yeah. And they
0: start hitting the they start hitting the Twitter in the theater, you know. Yeah. It was that moment but just with a korean actor <laughs> he just show, he shows up in like the crowd parts and he like walks directly into center frame and I'm sitting alone at home on my couch going, Oh,
2: shit! this <laughs> fucking old, boy!
0: <laughs> but for, like, anyone who who wouldn't recognize him, it's just be like, Who the fuck is that? It's yeah. like, what's up with the cinematography?
1: <laughs> what? Like, why are, why am I making out with this old man? Like He's like the Korean Tom Hanks. It's just like, yeah, he... Everybody. No,
0: like, in case of danger, in, insert Choi. <laughs> like, like, honestly, your, your box office take will just... Go up that many
1: more points. I don't know about Tom Hanks' users, but uh. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he seems to be having some. He's doing other things. I mean, he's he's doing well, but like he's he's really Im-
1: deeply embedded in that Apple TV landscape. I think also he's doing a movie with a dog, and I feel like that's that's a career low for most actors. Man, if you're doing a Harrison dog. Ford Call of the
0: Wild with the CGI dog man, he's I think he's an exception. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean he's already so tired. <laughs> but yeah, Tom Hanks it seems like he has some sort of contract with Apple right now. Probably so he's contractually obligated to make all these movies that only boomers with too much money are watching
1: (laughs) i don't know anyone who has apple tv except brad from the cinema speak podcast we had it just to watch ted lasso ted lasso is fine but we looked at the rest of this i'm like we we do not need this you do not need that you do not need apple tv people you if you have netflix if you have amazon prime you do not need apple tv get hbo max it's worth it
0: yeah, it, it's actually funny when I hear people talk shit about that one because like who's talking shit about HBO Max? Yeah, occasionally on like Twitter and on other podcasts. fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I I know. I'm like that's my perspective. Is like it takes a lot to get me to sign up for a streaming service. I mean it, it takes the release of Godzilla vs Kong direct to streaming.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that like if we want to be honest about this. It took a multimillion dollar multi million dollar film for you to get on there, but yeah.
0: <laughs> Mortal Kombat twenty twenty one didn't no. didn't exactly work out, but that was also a selling point at the time. But yeah. I'm very happy with my HBO. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. They have a lot of stuff on there. I'm really bummed that they don't do boxing anymore. That's okay. But, you know, that's a me thing. I understand this. <laughs> we, we, we have to get to this movie. Okay, yeah, let's get to this movie. So, uh, Kyle, would you care? Because uh, you're so much more talented at this. And there is this is not... I repeat, not a Criterion film, so we are not obligated
1: to read directly from the text. Kyle, would you care to give us a plot summary for this one? Dude, to give a plot summary, you have to have a beginning, middle, and end. And this movie does not really have much of that, so I... This is tough. Um, (laughs) Two stories, it's a group of two people who are dealing with the death of the people around them in response to this... Video game, or <laughs> not a video game, or like a disc that gets downloaded. Uh, there's a floppy disc that comes in. It kills a dude, and then it it kind of a dude kills himself. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe. I don't know how to plot summarize this. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that was a trick. I lost control of the car and I hit a tree. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, plot, I'll, I'll read the IMDb. How about please? That? Okay. Please. I'll do okay. I'll do the do the longer one from Jean-Marc Rochet. Uh, that's who wrote this plot summary on IMDb. After one of their friends commits suicide, strange things strange things begin happening to a group of young Tokyo residents. One of them sees visions of his dead friend in the shadows on the wall, while another's computer keeps going showing strange ghostly images. Is their friend trying to contact them from beyond the grave, or is there something? Uh, is there something much more sinister going on?
0: That was needlessly complicated, but thanks, yeah. senior Frenchman. jean <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, uh, one thing that's a curious element about this movie is that it's apparently, um, and I noticed this because of the production logos, which I'm very familiar with because I watch a lot of uh, Daikaiju films, that is, giant monster films from Japan. Um, we have both Toho and Dai A, hmm. um, which are two companies that, in from from a bygone age, like from years past, we're intense rivals. It was like WCW and WWF. Mm. Um, WWF was obviously the better. I mean, no, no fucking shit. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, w, WCW had their moment, but yeah, we've uh, got Diamond Dallas Page. We've got the fucking Texas rattlesnake, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, <Yeah>. Glass shatters. <laughs> we've got <laughs> Steve We've got Kane. We got the Undertaker. <laughs> we got the motherfucking Rock. <laughs> Is Matt one of those like contrarian, like actually WCW was much better than No, no, okay. no, no. We were at WWF. Okay, house. okay. I'm just yeah. like, Matt was listening to this like that motherfucker. No, no, no. We, we would
0: watch the WWF because The Rock was a big hit now. Uh, yeah, no. We even got the, we even got mom to the
1: watch The The man had no choice but to become an American icon. Like he had no choice. No choice. None. None. Once, no, no. People think, oh, The Rock's big now. The Rock's never not been big. <laughs> He's <laughs> been big since he stepped foot on the square in the squared circle, is that what it is? Yes. Yeah. In the, <laughs> the moment he stepped foot in there and raised that eyebrow, America's like, he is going to be our—that's our guy.
0: No, I mean, case in point, like he was part of a faction called the Nation of Domination.
1: <laughs> was Rash- was uh, Rikishi? Was Rikishi in that?
0: Uh, no. Okay. Uh, no. He, he was, was part of Too Cool. <laughs> no, Farouk. We got to mo- <laughs> move forward. We got <laughs> Ron Simmons, aka Farouk, was the head of the Nation of Domination. But what I was getting at was case in point. An hour ago. <laughs> when Rocky Maivia, aka The Rock, not yet The Rock, the nascent Rock. When he was a heel. When Rocky Maivia joined the Nation of Domination, he had no choice in the matter. He had to become the leader of the faction. Yeah. Because it, it just had to be. Like, he was too charismatic. Yeah. Farouk was just like. I mean, backstage, I, I, I have no doubt that I could cave your fucking head in, <laughs> Mr. Johnson. But goddamn, when you're on the mic, you're just, it's, it's magic. It's just magic. It's like, you have to lead this organization. Um, anyway, uh, what I was saying about uh, Toho and Daiei is that these are two Japanese uh, film production companies that uh, were rivals at one point, And here they are, producing the same film. So th- this is like Mickey Mouse and, Rod- in, uh, and Bugs Bunny in uh, Roger Rabbit oh
1: yeah I never realized that those are two completely different things yeah.
0: yeah well it's it's a small moment in that movie but it's like that's fucking Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny on the screen together
1: Well, that was not easy to broker that deal well culturally they were like co- Coke and Pepsi like to yeah. the consumer it's the same shit yeah <laughs>
0: no I mean but, like Mickey Mouse was always like the kid friendly one Bugs Bunny was always he always had like he's a stinker he
1: had not yeah
0: <laughs> he was a stinker uh, but yeah this is a co-production apparently Um, And our movie begins with the most terrifying sound uh, that has ever graced human ears. (laughs) Uh,
1: It's a dial-up tone, folks, if you're not aware. Yeah, listeners born after 2000 would probably have have no idea what this is. Um, It's the dial-up noise yeah yeah uh, so
0: we're dealing with modems here but yeah we begin with that sound so we're off to a fantastic start from a horror perspective
1: <laughs> you trying to make a phone call like you was like you didn't realize somebody was on the internet so you go to like turn on the phone and it was like having the lights turned on with uh, with night vision goggles. Like, ah, fuck! Like, you turn on, You know, the one that... I mean, we did get plenty of that.
0: Plenty of angry yells from Dad. Are you but... on the
1: internet? <laughs> get off the internet! Yeah, you used to not be able to do both. If you no, were using the no. internet, you could not use the landline.
0: Yeah, no, you had to time it. You had to ask permission to make a phone call. <laughs> You had to I ask jerk. permission to use the internet.
1: I'd jerk off between seven and eight. Yeah, it's fun.
0: <laughs> it's like, eh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Don't put your eye out. <laughs> but the one that I've never actually experienced firsthand, but I've always been, like, cautious of, I've always been wary of, is uh, the flushing the toilet while someone's
1: in the shower. That is a problem with with uh, with Steph right now with her her house. So it's not a problem in our sh- in our shower, but her housemate's shower. If you turn on the water or flush the toilet, you'll hear her scream because it's that hot. We were in there one day. We didn't know that she was in the shower, and I just hear ah! like. like blood curling. them. Oh, fuck. I think we killed her. (laughs) Is it really hot? Yeah. So we have to, we have to keep an ear out. Like if we turn on the water in the kitchen.
0: See, I've never experienced that firsthand, but like when I, when I'm in other people's homes or like other people's apartments or whatever, I'm always like, is it okay? (laughs) I've never experienced it firsthand, but I've seen enough movies to know that that is a thing. Um, anyway, uh, we have our dial up tone and then we're on a boat. We're on a boat. Yeah. Uh, our opening shot is a, a woman from behind on not a good day. Not a good weather day. Uh, uh, it's really, the, the
1: weather throughout the film
0: is not good. Uh, it's very... The general look of the film is not welcoming. Yeah. As, aside from the garden. Uh, it's almost like the garden is like a refuge of sorts. It's a rooftop garden. But yeah. um, the rest of the movie is very... Uh, uh not brutalist but like the the type of architecture that that we set a lot of our scenes in is very stark and Mm -hmm. unwelcoming yeah Um, and by extension the the ocean shot here is equally unwelcoming it's it's kind of stormy out it's very windy and it's a woman from behind and she's standing by herself uh, on the edge of the ship and we are at sea and uh i think we get some narration here correct uh maybe uh, the one line I have written down is "It all began one day," and oh, like yeah. very quietly, something along those lines. Um, um, and then I think we cut to some
1: distorted footage. Yeah, I'll move us. I'll move us through here, please. Move us through moves. here pretty uh, quick. One thing that's
0: important to note, folks, is that uh, Kyle and I were both honest with each other before we started recording. That this this movie is not unengaging. Like it, you do, you are paying attention as you're watching it. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's criminally boring or anything. It's just it's not. Flashy, mm-hmm. like it doesn't have a whole lot of highlights to it. So there, there's a lot of gray, a lot of stretches of gray in this movie that are going to be difficult to talk about at length because it, like, from a. F- from a viewer's perspective it's just like what do i have to say about that it was just some people standing in a room
1: and you and i are accustomed to slow burn films and also like where there's a lot of detail put into the film Where like what do i need to be paying attention to also this movie starts off with a really really creepy moment so you don't know when that moment's going to come back up again so you're like okay when's it going to pop back up yeah,
0: the, the movie is not devoid of highlights it really does have some really amazing shots and moments mm-hmm. um but don't be surprised if we we skip over your favorite
1: boring conversation
0: <laughs> in an apartment.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna gloss over some stuff. So yes, yeah, so we've got the uh, we've got three folks or three or four folks uh, that work up on this. I thought it was a loft, but it's actually a rooftop. It's a rup- rooftop plant store. I guess yeah. yeah they Yeah. yeah it's not really sure what that's all about um, but they're like yeah we're missing our one friend our one friend has been at work so she uh, Michi is the, the did you have Michi down is the person's name because yeah. there was different names I'm just looking for well, everybody I mean
0: Japanese customs surname is oftentimes used more often than first name Michikudo.
1: I grabbed the um, first name that I saw on screen. M- Michi is what I have written down most of the time as well. Um, and th- this scene's actually—I love the way I love the way this is shot. Her going to his apartment, she like gets off the bus, and you see her walking down uh, to to go to the apartment building. She goes up the stairs because uh, the other guy that works with him does this exact same thing. They shoot it almost shot for shot. Him doing the same thing, which I thought was kind of neat. Uh, but she goes in there, and she's just kind of like she goes into his apartment, and she finds a, the key underneath the plan. She's kind of just. Like, what's going on with this guy? Uh, and his apartment doesn't look like it's in any kind of disarray. Uh, I love all the old computers. <laughs> Do you remember a computer in the 90s? It's that. <laughs> yeah, they were beige and weighed about 50 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were huge. Uh, and then there's floppy disks as well. Um, but yeah, she's just kind of uh, going to his apartment. And uh, I don't know if this is common, but he's got um, so he's got a, a, a curtain, a clear, almost like a shower curtain, but it's really big, separating the two rooms. And if you pay attention, if you look closely, you can very much see his silhouette sitting in the background, and it's chilling.
0: Yeah. No, it, it, he's distorted because it's through a, a plastic sheet, but...
1: if It's blinking. If you're not paying attention to it, you would miss it. Yeah, and
0: one thing that I will say about this movie is that um, the camera work mm-hmm. and the, the shots in this movie are really, really incredible to behold. Yeah. Um, in particular, uh, the, uh, the roll-up to the apartment, yeah. the bus shot...
1: That whole that whole sequence right there. That
0: that, that is excellent. Yeah. The shot choices there, and in particular the way that bus shot is put together. The the angle of it, how it's 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 trippy mm-hmm. because because it's, it's the camera's lowered at such an angle that looks like it looks like this this bus has a hump in it mm-hmm. where she's like elevated even though she's sitting in the back seat, and then they do some like old school film technique here where I think it's rear projection background. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, through the windows, So it, it has like a phony quality
1: to it that gives it like a Jerry Seinfeld driving in Manhattan. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him driving his sob <laughs> through Manhattan. <laughs> I think that this is the one sitcom that has it the worst. It's like, he's not actually driving. Oh, it's intentional. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, <okay. laughs> um,
1: oh. but yeah, um, the camera
0: work when she's, she's rooting through his stuff. There's a, the, uh, distorted image that kind of kicks off the movie it has like an electronic distortion effect and it's it keeps cutting out like jittering all over the place so after that prologue on the ship that's what we cut to and it's very disorienting we're not entirely sure what we're looking at but um, if you pay attention the pov of that shot is from behind that curtain looking at that desk where Mm, where she's currently standing it's like oh so like we just saw through the eyes of some some presence that's clearly in that apartment um, but yeah also we get our opening credits playing over her, her role up to, yeah. the, to the apartment and it's like it's a very efficient like use of your, your credit time I guess yeah um,
1: so yeah so they uh, he I think ends up flipping on a light and she kind of noses him back there uh, and he's just kind of um, I don't know what, we don't know what he was like before but he just seems kind of like not really super responsive it's just like yeah no I'm fine um kind of not a zombie but just kind of like just kind of i don't know how to describe it
0: i, I called it being evasive yeah that works passive yeah so he's present but he's not where yeah. it's like she's trying to engage with him and um uh, this is where i was saying there's like the the actual construction of this movie there's a lot of subtle things that it's like <laughs> you maybe didn't notice it but your brain did um a lot of the blocking in this movie uh, there's a lot of scenes where people are standing far apart from each other mm. um it's very intentional um, because there's there is plenty of communication and interaction between characters in this movie but a lot of times people are either preoccupied with other things mm-hmm. so their eye line is looking mm-hmm. away from from e- so they're not looking at each other when they're talking and in instances like this she's kind of making a lame attempt to to reach out to him she's not trying too hard or anything she's just being friendly um in this really creepy fucking apartment (laughs) um but even though the distance they're standing from each other it's awkward like Mm -hmm. like she's across the room from him and this this theme persists throughout the entire film where it's like people that you would expect to be very friendly with each other it's like
1: why are you come over here (laughs) like what i can't hear you (laughs) Uh, but yeah they chit chat about a disc uh she's looking for a disc and she's like you should organize this stuff and then he just kind of goes into the other room uh and then she goes in there and he's hung himself
0: yeah this is one of the only explicitly like there's only a couple of instances of violence in this movie but Mm -hmm. this is like one of the more explicit ones is um he has hung himself uh against the back wall of his apartment Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a dummy. Yeah, it's not the best dummy. It's a little too shiny.
1: The Adam Driver dummy in the last duel. <laughs> it's great. It, I was like, I, that might be him. I'm not even sure if it's a dummy. <laughs>
0: Ridley Scott spared no expense. He spared no expense on that dummy. The, the, the dummy budget was through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm sure that in the credits there's adam driver's dummy dummy, dummy handlers. <laughs> there's probably
1: like six people credited with like gingerly carrying it out of the truck. He's not the kind of guy that would do it, but he it's his dummy he's naked, and uh I'm sure it like in the show- in like the the of it he's like it's actually much bigger than that
0: It's like yeah you wanna you wanna fluff that up
1: so <laughs> like, I really appreciate it. you know uh. Ridley, maybe we could just you know a little bit bigger.
0: <laughs> um anyway, yes, he has hung himself. Yeah. and uh, yeah, it's it's not the best dummy. Uh, the skin is a little too shiny. It looks a little plasticky. It but... looks like a mummy almost.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He looks yeah. a little. He's, he's a little sucked he's been, in. He's been. He looked like he got sucked by the mummy, and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He looks like he looks like he looks like uh, he got found by Arnold Vosloo.
0: <laughs> now you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, he has hung himself, and it is. It's pretty grisly, and her reaction to it seems fairly genuine. Mm-hmm. Where there's not a whole lot of histrionic. She just lets out a, like a gasp, and falls down, and and tries to like cover herself with with whatever materials are nearby her, like yeah. a like a scared
1: child almost yeah covering your neck during a horror movie i feel that yeah it's me, uh, me too <laughs> um, but yeah let me go to the police station which isn't really consequential um but then we uh it is what happens at the police station
0: well that's 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 the thing it is but it isn't uh, if that <laughs> i know that doesn't make sense but but what's consequential about it is the reaction to it everybody's very blase about oh yeah it. yeah, yeah. is the reason why i say it's significant is because in a different movie it would be yeah in this movie yeah i i didn't finish it but i started to watch the american remake which by the way screenplay by Wes craven um uh, came out in 2006 i believe starring uh, zoe uh Kristen bell oh Deck Shepard's wife or whatever yeah.
1: yeah no 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 it's Kristen Bell uh, yeah not I, Deck I, Shepard's wife yeah, I, I, <laughs> get so,
0: I get so many names mixed up I had this happen when I was talking to the girlfriend uh, the other day because I, I said Zoe Bell mm. and I was thinking like that's not right. <laughs> uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, Kristen Bell. It's like it's like a, a foot and a half height difference and one
1: one <laughs> from a different part of the world. One of those people in that relationship are keeping the lights on, and it's not Dak. <laughs> Dak, Dak, Dak. or Dax, whatever. Whatever. Idiocracy guy. <laughs> also, apparently, he is the number one. I think besides Joe Rogan, I think he's like the number one podcaster in the world or in the United States. Okay, you might want to strike that and reverse it then
0: in terms of who's keeping the lights on. I know I know the good place was a popular show, but she's got more credits. I mean, she she's on my radar. Yeah, he is not. <laughs> is not. <laughs> I mean, I, for fuck's sake, I just referenced him as being the idiocracy guy. That's literally the extent of my connection to him.
1: <laughs> Basically, his time was when Bush was in the White House. That's when. That's when gotcha. he was. He was relevant. Gotcha. But yeah, I did notice that. That they're just like, okay, whatever. Um, but- yeah, I
0: mean, for yeah, it, there's like two lines of dialogue at the police station, she, and her friend Junko, uh, her co-worker, is just like, "How are you? Are you okay?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm okay." Yeah. Let's go to lunch. Yeah, yeah. we they, should go back to work right after I found our, our
1: co-worker hung himself. Are you okay? They get the fuck back to work. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what yeah. they do. Yeah, so yeah, they just go They go out of coffee about it, uh, and then uh, the dude goes through to Gucci's desk, and then we get that photo. Is this the photo of the person sitting in the chair with the, with the bag over their head? Is that this one, or is it a different one?
0: Uh, I don't know if the bag comes into play here, um, but we do see... So the image that I have in my head is a it's a grainy digital image mm-hmm. of a uh, Taguchi, uh, the fellow who hung himself. Yeah. So their coworker, um, one of their other uh, coworkers, the fellow, I think his name is Yabe. Uh, he uh, Yabe, yes. He inspects the discs that, that uh, Michi had, had been there to recover. Yeah. And uh, he finds these digital images, and one of them is Taguchi standing in front of his desk. And then they, they, uh, they Blade Runner enhance the photo. Uh, it doesn't take ten minutes like it doesn't Blade Runner, but they, they enhance the photo to see that uh, there appears to be some sort of face in one of the monitors. Yeah, like he has multiple monitors. because yeah. yeah, I guess yeah. yeah. <laughs> and rich boy. <laughs> yeah, super desk. Um, um, but yeah, he's he's standing and uh, his posture suggests like he's not in a healthy state of mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there appears to be some sort of face in the monitor there. But um, yeah, some of the dialogue when they're they're talking over lunch, like Michi muses to herself, that's like, it's so easy to hang yourself. It's like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, and The one guy's like, I think about killing myself. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he yeah, he agrees. He's just like, yeah, you know, I, I do think about killing myself I'll occasionally. And they're okay. just like, let's go back to work. Let's go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is you know, these are elements of the film that are probably uniquely japanese as as exploring this material in this fashion because like i said it didn't finish it but the american version of this movie um has a whole scene dedicated to uh, the Kristen bell character the michi character um having to sit down with a counselor and speak at length about like cramming down emotions and and the harm that the self-harm that can come from not confronting things head-on Whereas this movie is just like, well, you know, shit happens.
1: <laughs> it's like, let's carry on. Um, but yeah, and then we get uh, Meet You at Home with the TV. Uh, there's th- The broadcast that's happening on the TV, it's like this kid sent a message in a bottle and it ended up in Malaysia or something. And uh, there's something about, yeah, a group that were working with sea turtles found this message in a bottle. I don't know why it's relevant. Like, why is this... It doesn't seem important, but, again, nothing's in a movie on accident. Like, it's all supposed to be there, so I didn't know what this whole spiel was supposed to be about.
0: I think it has to do with... Um, there's a, a later scene that needed... Like, the movie needed to be dumber for a minute. Um, to, to just, like, hammer home some of the themes for, for us mouth breathers and the yeah. cheap seats. Yeah. Um, what I'm getting at here is there's a there's a scene... Uh, where we're talking about a computer simulation that a grad student has has made. Yeah, that it's a
1: screensaver. It, I
0: mean, that's why I thought it was it's because. A well, because saver. I was writing my notes and I was looking up and down and and I, I was like. What the fuck? It's a screen the screen saver. Saver. Why? Yeah. Why are these two characters enthralled with the screensaver?
1: You shouldn't stare at it too long. Yeah, she's like it's spooky.
0: <laughs> it's like you mean the the pipes, <laughs> like like the dancing baby, <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? No. But no, it's it's supposed to be a simulation that it's supposed to represent um, human existence, I guess. So the idea is you have these swirling dots that um, if they draw too close to one another, they dissipate. Mm. so they phase out and if they draw too far apart from each other they're compelled to come closer Mm. so it's this eternal struggle to find a balance of closeness where if they venture too close to one another they they eliminate each other but there's always a desire to not truly be completely separate Yeah. so the message in a bottle I I read as an extension of that theme it's, it's a person casting out a cry for help or a need to connect into the ether and somehow somebody in apparently like malaysia found it Mm. so i think it's just an introduction to that theme okay it's like people people are continually trying to reach out and form connections to each other even if it's through desperate means like that Uh, but yeah it took 10 years and apparently the the bottle appeared
1: in malaysia um we get the uranus online setup (laughs) Uh, so we got a dude this is a hair dude Kawa Um, that's I just did shorthand for him Um, yeah he's uh, I guess installing some kind of uh, program online setup I don't know this is is AOL hours or something this this scene was really strange
0: yeah because uh, the the way the way he does this he just like he just gets bored and he's like I'm gonna hook up the internet (laughs) because he does he by the way this character got is he one of the dumbest, like, leads in a horror movie? Uh, no. No? No, no, no. He, can't, who, who, he can't be the like, dumbest. Like, do you have any candidates for that? Because, I, I mean, slasher movie stuff aside, maybe, because those are uniquely dumb. Uh,
1: I don't know who the dumbest is, but, <laughs> I mean, we could, that would take some research to find out who yeah, the dumbest
0: is. Yeah, I need to pull Brad on that one. He would probably have some suggestions, but Kawashima is pretty fucking Dense. yeah
1: he's not the brightest
0: no he's terrible like, like in social settings he's inept uh in terms of technical expertise not especially good there There's not
1: a lot going on for you bud <laughs> yeah
0: no i'm sure he sucks at tekken like, it's like i know he has it but he probably sucks at it but yeah he, he is kind of a loser and he is really fucking
1: stupid <laughs> i'm sorry i like his apartment It's like it's a small apartment, but I'm like, yeah, it's my apartment. Your apartment's bigger.
0: (laughs) I mean, it is bigger. But like the the types of things that are stuffed into it, and the general like, yeah, yeah, level true. of cleanliness or lack thereof <laughs> is right up there.
1: It's right up there. Yes. I
0: mean, there's a moment where he has a woman in his apartment that I, I have done this dance. Oh gosh, where, where it's just like I'm just gonna leave you there, and the whole time you're looking at the screen or whatever, I'm gonna be picking things up and putting them under things and stuffing them in corners that you're not aware of.
1: <laughs> it's a good thing you had a girlfriend before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, all the Gundam action figures would be their model kits. God damn it! <laughs> the second of all, because he's got them all over the place. The collectors, <laughs> items. these are collectors. Items. I'm dumb. No, but he I does mean, it, a lot of, I though. mean,
0: I, I do have a girlfriend. Yeah. I refer to her lovingly as the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Yeah. She she actually likes that. She thinks it's funny. But but yeah, I, I like to quote. Uh, the 40-year-old version. It's like, <laughs> he has a thousand toys! <laughs> uh, but, then,
1: but then... So... Uh, this whole sequence actually takes a really long time. It does. Uh, uh, but it's basically... Uh, Would you like to meet a ghost? Mm-hmm. Is something that pops up. Uh, but yeah, so he, he like falls asleep and then his computer comes back on. And then he sees like a dude in a chair, I think, with the bag... At some point, that dude comes in. I think it's here.
0: It's here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he... The sequence takes a long time, and what's cute about it is that it, it, I mean, he's not supposed to be technically adept and this is him literally setting up the internet for the first time i just say nobody was really adept no at this and, and he's doing it alone like at least in my household we had the whole family involved like like mom and dad and and my brother and stuff we're all just like is that right did we do it are we online maybe some neckbeard weebs but uh, <laughs>
1: they were probably on it
0: <laughs> somebody with a ponytail
1: <laughs> somebody with a ponytail <laughs> and acne uh, and yeah. a duster <laughs> 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 Definitely only a duster come in two sizes kyle oh, too big imagine. and too small <laughs> I, I was just thinking like an anime con- convention in the united states I'm like there's so many dusters it's like the matrix in there
0: <laughs> yeah no i mean it's i'm sure the what the the blood rave theme from blade it, <laughs> and uh and propeller heads from
1: uh from the matrix are playing
0: on competing corners oh, of
1: the convention hall a lot of really really bad sunglasses yeah
0: <laughs> I
2: didn't
1: know there were this many Mountain Dews. <laughs> code Red, motherfucker. Oh, by the way, they have a diet Code Red now. Get the fuck Sugar out sugar-free we Code Red. Diet. I'm not gonna not. I'm not gonna stop drinking Mountain Dew. Okay. I'm not gonna stop drinking. No, it, Kyle, I'll, did you hear me? I'll drink the diet Code Red Mountain Dew.
0: Sugar-free Code Red. That means you. Can have code red. I'm not gonna
1: do it unless it's the real shit.
0: I'm gonna bring you one and only, you're gonna crack
1: it on the mic. <laughs> only that real shit. And
0: Kyle's Kyle's gonna set the the words per minute right record.
1: <laughs> I do way more caffeine than that. Uh, yeah, so he is. I think he goes to the computer science lab of I I guess it's a college, maybe a technical high school. I'm not really sure. Something like, that. something like that but yeah he, he just kind of like sits next to one dude who does not acknowledge his presence at all I don't think he knows this guy I don't he does not he, doesn't. he does not know this guy he's just like hey man I got some questions about computers he's like are you not a computer major he's like nah econ like, doubt it uh, <laughs> highly doubt that but he's just like yeah I got a problem and he's like okay he's like but nothing. Uh, but then uh, this really hot lady that works there. <laughs> uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Har- Haru-san. Uh, Harue. Ha- Harue. Uh She talks to him. She's like, "Hey, you got a problem with your computer?" He's like, "Do a screenshot of it." And he's just like, "How do you do that?" And I'm like, "Motherfucker, it's, it's it's two buttons." <laughs> this, this was adorable. <laughs> this for me. I was watching this, and I'm like, "It's so easy." I'm like, "This is 2001." Like, it might not be that easy. No,
0: I I don't. I, I don't find many excuses to bring up Jimmy Fallon. I'm not a big fan, but that IT no. guy skit. Ske- oh ske- yeah, yeah, yeah. Move. Yeah, like it is that moment. Yeah, um, this was
1: adorable. He, he writes this shit down. He, no, he pauses her. He, he tells he her, wait, <laughs> wait, I need a pen. <laughs> w- w- wait, H-t-t-p- HTTPS uh, colons backslash backslash www. W- no, it's,
0: it's even worse, Kyle. It's yeah. so much worse than that. So, like, I, I did like the way this scene was shot. Because as I mentioned, uh, the blocking of these scenes, that whole conversation with that, that tech major is conducted with that guy looking like being fixated on his computer monitor. They don't make eye contact the whole time. Yeah. And then the conversation just trails off. Yeah. Like there's no end to it. he, he just like, doesn't get the guy to engage with him. And he kind of, he's about to give up and leave. And then they do this thing where the camera actually just pans over and we see Harue is like, she's tutoring someone. Mm-hmm. And, um, she hears a buzzword like hacking or something. And she's like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I've seen hackers. <laughs> um, and Kawashima, has, he has blonde highlights. He's very fashionable for an idiot. Uh, yeah, he's very uh, of the decade. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, that was
1: something Kyle pointed out before we started talking on the, the bike. The fashion. The
0: fashion. Is, oh, it's, it's, it's
1: exquisite. My favorite outfit, <laughs> the grad student. That grad student Pulls that that dude gets asked
0: did he have puka, did he have puka shells or I something i
1: don't think he had puka shells but i think he did have the uh ace Ventura like he had the the wife beater on underneath the button up you mean my brother <laughs> does he still wear that <laughs> not anymore but he he rocked that he i mean he'd seen swingers i think he could i think he could honestly pull it off now matt you should you should just bring that He's back. he's always been very fashionable. Like he has always had excellent fashion sense.
0: you should, should bring that back. I mean, he was rocking the bowling shirt and the wife beater, and nice. it was,
1: it was fantastic. Especially with his hair now, that 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 will definitely work. No,
0: it it worked, man. Yeah. It still works, I'm sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we pan over and we see her like catch wind of the fact that someone's talking about hacking. Yeah. In 2001, it's like when somebody says Lord of the Rings around me, I'm like, "What are we talking about? Yeah, like, what? Say <laughs> 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 like, what? Um." but yeah uh, she engages with him and th- what I was saying about how hilarious the scene is is like I-, I can understand some Japanese not, not 100% but I'm, I'm, I have a pretty good vocabulary and she's teaching him how to bookmark a website oh god <laughs> and it's even worse than that Kyle because that's what the subtitles say the subtitles say she's telling him how to bookmark the actual Japanese she's telling him how to right click oh my god She's instructing him on you know how there's two buttons? Oh Jesus. You could press this one. <laughs> okay. <that's crazy. laughs> and then he has to pause her and say, hang on, I need to write this down. <laughs> and he's like, but but what if that doesn't work? And she's <laughs> like, Oh, well, you know the print screen button? The print screen button
1: the on the print key? screen button on Maybe the press key? that and then save it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like, hang on, I need to write that down. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. It's, a, it's it's fucking adorable. And it takes Several minutes. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: and then we get to see with Michi and her mom. Uh, her mom's pretty hot too. Uh, <laughs> she's a she's like a veteran of Japanese. I was to say she she looked like it's it. June Fubuki. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we get uh, They're just kind of hanging out and chilling. Michi's mom takes off, uh, and then I think we go to the plant. Uh, we, the plant guy, ya- um, uh, Yabe, Yabe gets a call, and it's just someone on the other line um, saying help. It's just. Oh, in Japanese, though. <laughs> 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 yes, <thank you>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's kind of creepy. You know, uh, and then there's a photo? What do I have with a photo?
0: Yeah, actually, I wanted to draw attention to the... <laughs> um The audio in this film is exceptional. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something you can say about every film.
1: Um, especially horror films. because uh, and it, That's a genre that needs to be that it's very important that it have great. Yeah.
0: Style. And th- that really stood out to me. In fact, I was slightly disappointed because I, I did that thing. I do where I, I latch onto a detail that maybe was a mistake on my part where mm-hmm. I thought the film was trying to tell me something. And then it was like, didn't exactly pan out. And what I'm getting at here is, um, the garden. Um, and maybe I need to rewatch it. I'm, I'm not going to okay. rewatch it, <laughs> but maybe I need to rewatch it. Cause I, I maybe I'm right. Um, But I was curious because we have multiple scenes in the early goings in this movie taking place on this rooftop garden. Mm -hmm. And one thing I noticed is there's a conversation um, that happens here in this open air environment where there's a a helicopter, like helicopter sound, which in post-production you could easily, you know, nix, just dub the dialogue, you know. Uh, You can easily remove that from your film. Like you said about the news broadcast, nothing's in a film by accident, Um, and there's like city noises, like there, there's like horns playing and like traffic noises and stuff. I was expecting another scene to happen on the roof and then it's like eerily quiet where it's like last time we were up here, like if you were really paying attention, you would note that like there were, there should be city noise. It's like,
1: wait, it dies. It would be
0: dying down. Yeah. I was expecting, I was expecting that to be a more, more explicit signal that something's amiss, but unfortunately I didn't notice it. Hmm. Um, but that's what I thought that was there to like keep me keep me aware of. But okay. um, in addition to that, whenever we have these like creepy moments of people saying help me into the phone it has a tone
1: to it that yeah. does get under your skin it makes it gives you goosebumps a little bit yeah but um, then Yame goes to uh, Takaguchi's apartment he's the gentleman who hung himself in the beginning and like I said when uh, Michi went to the apartment we have all these shots showing her going to the apartment and we do omit a couple but the ones that we do show are the exact same ones that Michi did so you know exactly where we are we're back at that apartment um, but then we get uh, him kind of going through the apartment which terrifies the shit out of me Uh, going into somebody's apartment Uh, lots of boxes and again this is kind of the part of the film like we've seen somebody die we know there's something kind of supernatural something going on here so we're going back to where uh, the dude hung himself and I'm on edge this whole scene I'm just like what the fuck's gonna happen Um, and we get a piece of paper that says The Forbidden Room on it and we'll We'll come to, back to that uh, very shortly, because uh, that's the next part of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then there's a, sp- uh, a stain like, that Trevor had mentioned that um, uh, Toguchi uh, hung himself. But then now there's like a stain from where he had been like touching the wall. Um, but then he turns back into him. Well, uh, it's walks, it's you
0: know, a cute moment because he he turns. There's a back corner of the room where he had hung himself, and uh, he turns the light on and he sees the stain and he turns the light off and he steps away for a second and in the same shot he comes back and he turns the light on it's like that's taguchi yeah standing there like he's not doing anything but he's there and then I think he turns the light off again. And he turns it back on. He's gone again. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a cheap scare. Like no no money required to achieve this effect, but it's
1: very effective. It's not a jump scare, but it's kind of like that that shot in Hereditary where she turns off the light and then she sees like her. It's like clear as day. It's like her mom just kind of in the background, but it's like that's impossible. Yeah, but it's like. It's just, it build, it creeps you out. It's not a jump scare by any means. Yeah,
0: I know there's a stigma against jump scares, especially today. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's just in cheap. In general, it's regarded as a cheap thing. Um, there's only one that's even remotely close to it in this one. And that's when uh, Michi's in her apartment watching the news broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she A bottle falls. Yeah, there's and, no... But it happens... It's like in the center of the frame it's not like it flies into the frame and like it's not like someone throws a cat under the set or something it's just a bottle a bottle falls
1: jump scares are good for movie going experience like if you're in the theater if you're going for that kind of experience i'm fine with jump scares there's a time and a place for it but if it's like if you're like like hereditary there's no jumps there's no real jump scares in that we build dread and i think that's a more powerful way to make a scary movie and that's what this movie does like it's not a scary movie But when it does build that dread, it's effective.
0: Yeah, um, there's there's a scare that we're going to have to talk about in a minute here that I'm going to ask you to repeat what you had told me before the mic's heated up uh, about
1: um, Hill House. The haunting of Hill House. Yeah, Yeah. we'll
0: we'll get to it in a second here. But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, we have that moment in the apartment, and then he heads down to what appears to be, like, the basement of the apartment complex. Mm. And uh, there's a really cool lighting reveal here where he heads into this back room and just the lighting setup just it's just this dark back corner underneath a staircase in the basement of this apartment complex and just the lights slowly come on and we see just like red tape all over the back wall mm-hmm. and there's a couch there which has almost like a lynchian vibe to yeah, it yeah. <laughs> um and then he turns around and by the way the, the score for this film is very, very effective. I mm-hmm. mean um, it ramps up at the correct times, it has a nice sound to it. I didn't notice it at all, so it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean by Kyle standards, absolutely. That's a that's a very good sign. It doesn't make too much a fuss
1: about itself. But um, do you wanna describe the sequence <sighs> here? This is this is probably the best sequence of the whole film, in my opinion, as far as spookiness goes. There are other good spooky moments, but this is it's very unique. Um uh, and we like, Think about this within the context of J-Horror. Like, the ring girl had a very specific way of moving. Uh, she had the long hair covering her face, which is nice and creepy. Uh, the grudge had the little kid that... Meow. Uh, did he have, like, a cat noise? He makes a cat noise. But, the, but we were, did it before the The mom is doing the... Uh, which is one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. It haunts your dreams. I'm worried <laughs> <I'm laughs> about that happening to me when I go to sleep at night. Well, that.
0: Not we're, we're not to get us on on talking about Juon, but one of the more effective scares in that first movie, anyway. Because again, I haven't seen the sequels. Is someone goes under the
1: covers? Yeah, and it doesn't work out. <laughs> that it's, is that was not a good choice. This is not going to work out for you. <laughs> but this, I think, this was a uh, like this was kind of unique to this film. Is this woman's kind of standing? Um, uh, like like in the shadows underneath the stairwell, and she comes in. You can see her. When she starts moving towards him, it's unsettling, but it's not like it's not like contortionist like creepy.
0: Yeah, we're not doing the um, house on haunted hill like crazy distortion like yeah. fast motion slow motion thing. It's like no, she's moving like she's underwater almost.
1: Yeah, it almost yeah, but she's she's not moving like she's underwater. Like they did they actually film someone underwater yeah. making these moves it's like it's like you acting like you're underwater for charades kind of thing <laughs> uh, and it's it's really effective and she just kind of moves towards him and he does the thing he's like i'm gonna go hide behind this couch and he looks under and she's not there and i'm like i'm like chattering <laughs> like I was super, protecting his neck i'm in my i'm in, i'm in shaggy's arms basically <laughs> uh but yeah i was expecting this to be um A lot scarier but yeah she just kind of of course pulls herself kind of over the couch it's not super scary but it is very unsettling
0: it's interesting because this movie takes a route with its approach to the supernatural stuff that is largely inadvisable in terms of making a commercial product (laughs) yeah (laughs) because these ghosts are not threatening no they're just there and and they're terrifying because they're otherworldly and they're strange and unknowable but they're not malevolent Mm -mm. not really like like they don't seem to have ill intentions like they're they're pissed like they're not happy yeah but they're not like reaching out and trying to grab people and case in point the the american version of this film uh the opening sequence is basically the opening of ghostbusters by the way Mm. um has a scene where a ghost lady just like does the contortionist bit and like pins a guy to a floor and screams in his fucking face <laughs> it's, like, it's a little it's a different movie to yeah. say the least but yeah she just peers over the couch and we get the shot of him looking absolutely terrified and it's very effective we cut a, quite a way at exactly the right time but um, the way i have it written down in my notes is he is attacked by a buto performer um, because if you're not familiar folks at home uh, buto is a japanese performance art that's it's a little funky Mm. Um, I've said this before on the podcast I actually knew someone a woman from Osaka that did this mm. and uh, I went to some of her shows I was like I have no fucking clue what I just saw but it made her happy um, it's fucking weird and I want to say a lot of the performers they recruit to do these like creepy oh, from- ghosts in J-horror movies come from that background because okay. a lot of it involves making intentionally bizarre body movements and facial expressions and stuff like that um and there's that moment where the ghost is walking towards him and then like mid stride like like kind of like almost falls collapses in on itself but it ca- it ca- she catches herself she doesn't fall down but it's just like this awkward moment where it's like didn't quite stick the landing there <laughs> it's like i didn't know ghosts could trip um not only that uh, it's actually kind of funny seeing in live action movies like certain elements of of like japanese folklore ghosts don't often have feet Oh. like in, in Japanese folklore anyway so it's like it's funny to see in live action cinema it's like clomping around <laughs> um anyway uh,
1: uh yeah so we're back to the roof with the. Uh Michi, do, does he close up the door again or does it just go to the roof it just cuts back to the office I think back yeah. to the,
0: the rooftop garden
1: Michi and her friend are up there and then Yabe's back and now he's kind of just like yeah just uh, a little sad sack um, <laughs> and he just doesn't even acknowledge them they were kind of worried about him he's like now he's fucking ignoring us they're kind of mad about it well and, and this is also like a uniquely Japanese
0: thing like none of them are like they're all upset and they're all talk, they're all talking amongst themselves but none of them are willing to confront him about it. Mm. Like like they say, like, hey, and then he leaves the room and they're just like, oh, <laughs> like, I guess we tried. we tried. And then we get some, like, choice fucking dialogue here where they're all concerned about him. They know something is really wrong with him. By the way, their coworker hung himself not too long ago, and this yeah. guy confessed to having those thoughts not that long ago. Um, maybe be a little bit more concerned, but they, they're the dialogue here is like, Let's just act like normal, mm-hmm. at least for today. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, we can't really do anything about it. We'll just let it go by. It's like, it's not a big deal. But, um, yeah, uh, Yabe is the name of this character, by the way, who's kind of almost like borderline catatonic at this point. Um, and, yeah, they're completely unwilling to press the issue. And uh, I think this is where we get uh, the red tape uh, we see a we witness a woman taping up a door with red tape
1: yeah we don't see her face we just see her doing the red tape around the outside Yeah, of Mi- the door. michi
0: witnesses this yeah. uh, outside a building
1: yeah uh then we get kawa what i what i thought was an arcade but i think it's a little casino like it's a little
0: it might be a pachinko parlor
1: yeah uh and then he he just like eh didn't win goes home and then his <laughs> fucking computer just clicks on out of nowhere like he didn't even turn it on Um, And this is where we get the dude in the chair with the bag on his head, and he kind of like, I don't know if he, is this where he kind of rolls up a little bit?
0: Yeah, uh, Kalashima continually gets this video feed on his computer, which by the way, like they they write it off as being a consequence of him being inept is that like he actually asked somebody a question partway through the movie like can computers turn themselves on and uh, connect you to the internet is that a a function of the internet it's like no you're fucking idiot (laughs) like like, no that should not be and this happens semi-regularly on his computer it just turns on and connects him to these seemingly like webcam feeds of really depressing grimy images (laughs) Um and yeah, there's a person wearing a black bag on their head, and by the way it's it it's mirrored, but the text written all over the wall is help, help yeah me. it says uh, but it's mirrored, so it's backwards um and yeah ha- he keeps feeling. he keeps cutting the feed early and uh this this most recent instance um the bag headed person rolls in front of the camera and starts to take it off and yeah. before the face can be revealed, he yeah shuts it off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so he goes back to the lab, and Haru-san? I have written down Haru-san. How do you say it? Haru-e. 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 She's in there again. He's like, hey, I need help with my shit. And she's like, let me finish up here, and then I'll I'll come back to your apartment. I'm like, damn, dude. Uh, Yeah, she's pretty aggressive. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it.
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, this is, by the way, the actress is a Koyuki. I think she was some for some form of model at the time and she actually um if you haven't even seen japanese films you may have seen her in the last samurai
1: oh uh, nick was just talking about they were just watching that like
0: yesterday yeah uh, um. she's she's the woman that uh,
1: houses tom cruise oh yeah. yeah she's easy on the ice um, yeah, she's not bad, <laughs> she's bad, she's bad.
0: She, she has the uh, the japanese aquiline nose which is coveted. It's it, coveted. It's, uh, it's not especially common, but whenever you see it, it's just like, mm, that's
1: a good note. <laughs> that's a good note. <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, and she's like, I just got to finish up a few things and we'll head over there. And he's like talking to her while she's trying to finish up her shit. I'm like, did you not just hear her? Shut up and let her finish her stuff. <laughs> she's going to your apartment.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, he, look, This dude's a loser. So if he can get any girl to come anywhere close to his apartment, it's pretty great. Um... But yeah, no, uh, and then she's like, what's what's this screensaver we got over here? And she's like, oh, some grad student is uh, working on that. And I, she's kind of like, he's brilliant. It's kind of like only the grad student knows about it. Yeah. And she's like, don't stare at it too long. Like, there's some kind of, like, eerie. Yeah,
0: she talks about, like, it's not healthy for you to expose yourself for it to for too long. Th- this is what I was saying about the movie need to be a little dumber mm-hmm. for just a minute. Because a curious use of your time, like your time budget for the runtime of your film, because we get multiple minutes of him being taught how to Uh right-click, and then we get like 20 seconds talking about the screensaver, which serves as a visual representation for the thematic content of the film. Yeah,
1: Maybe adjust that a little bit, but you know... Have someone come in and break the fourth wall and walk us through this for a second. He's like, take a seat. (laughs) Come on in. like, come on in. I'll show you. I got something to show you. Uh, Let's talk about depression. (laughs) Let's talk about depression and loneliness. Um, Yeah, she she ends up going back to his apartment, and he's like, She's sitting at the computer, kind of doing stuff. She's like, "Yeah, I'm just downloading some stuff. I'll take a look at this program, see what's going on with it." And he's like, "Moving stuff." This is what I was talking about. <laughs> Does he have a gun in that box, or was that just a video
0: game? Thing? It's a it's a light gun, so it goes to his PlayStation. Okay, okay. Well, he has a, he has a PS2 by the way.
1: I was saying it was black. I'm like, is that a PS2? I think he's got a PS2. Yeah, he's got
0: a PS2 uh, in 2001 you know in this country in this country this country difficult to find but um (laughs) but but yeah he has a light gun so i think ps5s are hard to find in this country right now he's a little bit attached to his video games um and yeah he's decluttering his apartment and like hiding magazines and clothes that are strewn about as she's working on the computer
1: well his apartment is pretty small like it's a small little part it's basically he's got his bed is his chair for his computer
0: yeah but by japanese standards this is just
1: standard yeah
0: Yeah. This, this is not unusual different standards of li- living
1: Oh no, i could totally I was, I was looking at his apartment it's the light his uh his big huge window i don't have a good window mine is basically like this little side window you have over here except it looks at a concrete like nothing
0: yeah folks at home my window
1: looks at dirt yeah <laughs> you've got a better window than i do uh, but his doesn't actually look out it's just it's just big bright like a uh, glossed over window i don't know what this like whatever white finish that they put on the window. uh, Yeah, it's
0: frosted something. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's it's frosted. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he's moving shit around. But uh, he does have... uh, He has a TV, a computer, and then a video game console. But he doesn't really have anything else. It's just like that's his whole life, or just those three things. And Mm -hmm. it's a very small apartment. So I thought maybe the director was just kind of getting at, like, the rise of technology. Because when we go back to... um, Homegirl's house. She's got a super desk. She's got six computers like on top of each other.
0: Yeah, her live her living situation is questionable.
1: It yeah. Is she a cam girl or? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little early for that probably, but. Well,
0: yeah. I think you. I think this was still the era where you'd have to go to a studio for that. What's the la- what's your pen?
1: <laughs> yeah, not know no, what I need the whole credit card. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, it she. Seems to be wealthy or something, because like this is an unreasonable setup, like yeah. by most standards. But it, it's a little theatrical, I guess, is what I'm getting there's at. There's
1: less computers in the NASA
0: space center. <laughs> How many computers she has? <laughs> she has a few monitors. <laughs> um, yeah, there was there's a a couple of like rip from the headlines elements to the the script for this movie. That Kyle's absolutely right. That the technology is is definitely. A big theme in this movie um the ring was kind of touching on it where it's like we have this this vhs tapes and but by extension the television that plays it the vcr or whatever um serving as like a conduit for spiritual forces and, and things that cause harm to humanity um and this one we dial it up a few notches by having it just be the internet yeah um yeah. Uh, like at large <laughs> Um, but yeah, like one of the big themes is, like I said, it's all represented in that like seemingly innocuous screensaver. <laughs> yeah. The the idea, the idea is that like, and it's kind of amazing actually. This worked out pretty well that we're in the midst of a pandemic, and a lot of the themes that this movie brings up are ones that we're currently internationally deal like grappling with. And it's mm-hmm. this idea of disconnection, where mm-hmm. through through these tools that. In theory should allow for greater connection between humanity i mean the internet was founded as a means to share share yeah. information share information, um, information superhighway <laughs> it's a series of pipes yeah <laughs> it's a system of pipes kyle <laughs> um it, all these tools that we we've invented and manufactured are creating disconnection yeah like, like results in greater distance between human connection um and it's that theme is further emphasized by the the blocking like the positioning of the characters in the frame where a lot of people aren't looking at each other when they're talking to each other a lot of people or like this character harue is continually busy whenever she's talking to him yeah like she has these moments where it's seemingly random where she she reaches out to him almost desperately like like i said aggressively seemingly pursues him and then there's these moments where she's talking to him and seemingly just could not care less, could not yeah. care less about whether he's in the room or
1: not. That is a really interesting juxtaposition. Yeah, cause she like she tells him, "Hey, I'm gonna come to your apartment, but I gotta finish this shit first. And then she gets there and she's just like,
0: "Well, her character here, she has a line in this scene." Uh, by the way, my note. Uh,
1: good God, that's a lot of Coke. Yeah, <laughs> dude. The only the only other uh, thing that I know of that has more Coke product placement is The Sopranos. Dude, you gotta talk to those people about their diet because they're having a Coke all the he. <laughs> They chugs a coke at one point. That When they're about to kill a dude, he's like, I need something to drink. And he's like, Here, give him a soda. I'm like, No no no, give him water. They're gonna kill him in Oh god, if you if you shotgun a coke, like the, the gas that builds up in your chest, like that's ah, man, that hurts. I did that one time after weigh in. That's I, a spicy burp. <laughs> that's a spicy burp. I chugged a Fanta because I didn't have money for anything else. I just like I'll just get a Fanta. That was an awful idea. No,
0: that that was ill advised. Oh, I puked after my first match, yeah. Um but she has this line here. Um, where she says, I don't believe people really connect, you know, mm-hmm. we all, we all live separately. So that's her philosophy is that like, she, she seemingly is fighting against the tide, but she's all too aware that she, she has some weaknesses and, and incapabilities when it comes to human connection. Um, but yeah, we cut back to Yabe and he is still in a zombie like state. Yeah. And, uh, I think at this point, Michi has a, uh, she has a little chat with their boss. Like, yeah yeah he's, he's
1: older by the way he is older uh and he's like he's talking to her about She's like i want to go talk to yabe he's like well be careful because uh he talks about this interesting thing about between friends he's like friend like you have these people that are really close to you but you you draw a line over what you can say to them like there's at one point you can say something to them and it will drive them really far and he's like and it's really it's really unfortunate that we have that
0: yeah at this this made me think of uh, uh, Evangelion, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Box set's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a anime series that was. I think it came out in like '98 around there. Um, it deals a lot with existential themes and whatnot. Um, deals with a lot of teen angst, uh, specifically Japanese angst. Um, there's a concept that they talk about that I'm sure is drawn from like real life psychology they call it the hedgehog's dilemma where basically beings have a a need to connect but in the case of a hedgehog or a a a spined creature if you draw someone in too close you run the risk of poking each other Mm, so it's this this need to reach out and draw people in but also a fear of potentially harming yourself or others as a result of that need okay Uh, so it's this this It's this dilemma that results in people keeping each other at arm's distance. I am very familiar with this. (laughs) I am exceedingly familiar with this. But um, what he says here kind of mirrors that a little bit where he's he's saying like, well, you could confront your buddy about the things that are on your mind. But you also run the risk of maybe pushing him away by putting that all out there. Yeah so maybe you should just shut up maybe you yeah. <laughs> so should just shut up and sell some plants Michi. <laughs> maybe you
1: should get back to work
0: <laughs> like, last time I checked we run a fucking business here <laughs> uh,
1: yeah and then um, we get another forbidden room I think
0: uh... She, uh, she confronts Yabe okay. like, so she goes against the advice of her senior boss and I do think it is notable that the older people in this movie share a different perspective than the younger ones i did not notice their perspective uh, the older i mean her boss says this and then uh goji the the guy who bookends the story oh. he seems to have a different philosophical perspective where she's like am i doing the right thing and he's like yeah <laughs> it's like you're alive aren't you <laughs> like i don't understand why why you would choose to do anything else Idiot, <laughs> but, um, I think it's supposed to represent like a, a generational philosophical difference. Like, um, anyway, uh, she does confront Yabe, and uh, this was a curious scene because like he is so unwilling to engage. Like it's it's creepy. It's sad. It, it's intended it to be such, and. Um, he, he like physically tries to avoid her like he, it's just dark back room and like like i said a lot of the settings in this movie are not welcoming this this is a grimy back room to this this office they run and uh he says that he saw a face he saw a horrible face and uh he makes mention of the forbidden room to her and she i think attempts to get him a blanket because he says he says that he's cold. Yeah. And then uh, we abruptly cut to them back on the rooftop and she's like getting him the blanket and then he just squirrels away from her and does his usual routine of like going and hiding in a different room. Yeah. So it's just a complete unwillingness on his part to, to let her in or, or communicate with her. Um, and Kyle, th- th- this scene, Kyle, uh, you want to talk about what follows this one? That's
1: pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty uh, awesome. <laughs> so yeah, Michi's going for a little rainy walk. Like it, it just rained and she's uh, walking around. Um, and then we, she kind of, like, slows down in the street, and she gets a sense that something's gonna happen. We see a, a, a woman climbing what looks like a grain silo, yes. um, uh, there that like a refinery or something it, or other. Yeah, she climbs, and she's just kind of standing there, and, uh, Michi just kind of realizes that there's somebody up there, and then this woman just covers her face, and jumps off the grain silo and kills herself, and... The reaction, like, Michi's just like, whoa, what the fuck? And then there, there's people standing in the background that are just, like, unaffected
0: by it. I, I think this scene was brilliantly executed. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's a couple of small details. And I always love when you find these in, in movies. Like, Kyle like was talking to me about Saving Private Ryan before we started recording. Yeah. That somehow, after seeing that movie how many times, he's still finding little things to appreciate. Yeah, um, Little things he didn't notice before. And in, in this case, he shared a detail with me that even I didn't notice. So... Um, good movie, <laughs> um, but here uh, I noticed she she's like diddling her phone. She's just like dicking around on her her cell phone, her two thousand and one cell phone. I
1: don't know. There's not much you can really do. <laughs> exactly. She.
0: I mean, maybe she's playing Snake or something. But she hits a lot of buttons on it. But she doesn't call anyone. Like she just pulls her phone out and she's just like, "Well, I tried <laughs> like, And uh, also, uh, when her mom was over, um, her mom's like by another generational thing, like her mom is still her mom and like telling like telling her like, you shouldn't eat that crap. Like you should oh, take God. better care of your apartment and stuff. And um, we learn very, very quickly during that one scene, we see her mom that uh, her parents are split up. Hmm. Uh, so Michi is a kind of, she's kind of adrift. Like she doesn't seem to have a whole lot of human connection in her life. And this is exemplified by this moment where she pulls out her phone It doesn't do anything with it. Like she hits a lot of buttons, and she's like, she just gives up on making a call. It's like that's so sad. Yeah. Um, But um, seamlessly, in one shot, we get this moment where we we see Michi, and then we see the woman jump off. And I think there's a combination of stunt CGI and effects, and some sort of like prop department effects work here. I don't entirely know how this was achieved because it's it's all one shot. And I want to say they actually had a woman jump off the thing and then replaced it with like a prop like they probably shot it multiple times and then replaced it with a, a CGI prop for the impact of the fall mm-hmm. it's very convincing <laughs> it, it, it's really well done um, and what's more the the reaction the crowd reaction is again seemingly uniquely Japanese and that like there's a couple like cries of, of anguish like people are they bear witness to it they're upset about but nobody does anything they're just kind of like well well that happened now let's go back to work (laughs)
1: um yeah and then kawa and uh haru are in the library and she's looking at a book about phantoms Hot. hot uh yeah she's just in the library and then uh we got the grad student We were talking about the grad student program, and we get the grad student dude who's got the best clothes. Uh, in the-, <laughs> the best clothes. The best clothes. Uh, and I guess um, Kawa, I mean, he probably has the hots for it. It's not really clear. Like, he's not like a creep or anything. But he, He's so inept that it's hard to tell. Yeah, you don't really know. Like, he has no
0: idea how to navigate that, even if he, even if he was really hot for her or something. I don't think he knows.
1: I don't think he has a clue. <laughs> Uh, but then the grad student dude comes in, and he's better looking than uh, Kawa. Like he, he's a better looking oh, guy. Oh, and if this movie was dubbed, his
0: entrance into this room would be sup. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he even was just like, "Who
1: are you?" And <laughs> yeah. was like, oh, that was that was pretty that was yeah. pretty rough. Who are you, dude? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm always like, Oh, but then he's like, he's friendly after that. Yeah. Um, but then uh, uh, Haru. Haru and uh, and (laughs) grad student guy are like sitting right next to each other while they're working on this program and he's just like oh man she's into him I mean, that's kind of what I perceived it as yeah
0: the blocking of the scene was like it brought me back to like high school or some shit (laughs) because like it's kind of brilliant because it it, again it, it really emphasizes some of the thematic framework of it where it's the two of them, Harue and Kawashima, are just talking, and they're friendly. Like they're they're working on the thing together. Like she's fascinated by whatever it is going on with his computer. And then as soon as the grad student Yoshizaki comes in, her energy just like like just I can't yeah. I can't snap, folks. I'm sorry. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> as soon as he walks into the room, her energy snaps into like work mode, mm-hmm. and she physically separates herself from Kawashima and just goes to work in a corner with her her associate. Yeah. And it's almost like Kawashima's just not there anymore. Yeah. And it, like the the camera even like fixates on him, and he just like gives this like body language like like well, I don't know what to do. I guess like I guess I should leave. Like like I've been there, man. <laughs> like I know exactly what
1: this feels like. I'll We're let the- myself out. Yeah. Uh, it's like nobody. See, nobody cares. <laughs> cares. That's <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> bad. Uh, so yeah, he he walks out, and then she runs out and gives him her number. Yeah. I, okay
0: yeah yeah she like she goes from seemingly completely ignoring him in favor of working on whatever project she's got going on to chasing him down in the hallway and a woman in 2001 japanese society willfully handing out her personal information to to a like a
1: borderline stranger i'm not familiar with japanese culture i'm guessing that's not very common at the time very male dominated society gotcha (laughs) All right, Yes. Yeah, so we're, we got the kid from the grudge in the library.
0: <laughs> yeah, so Kalashima, uh, he actually goes back to the library. Mm-hmm. Where, by the way, he, he tells Harue when he runs into her, I don't spend much time in libraries. I couldn't find the exit. <laughs> There's very clear signage that reads... He was, exit <laughs> yeah
1: well, he was looking for her. no yeah, yeah I mean obviously but
0: um he actually goes back and he picks up the book that he caught her reading in the library the phantoms book and uh the book po- he like the passage that he reads like posits that ghosts do in fact exist mm-hmm. like the, the book like pres- presents it like just like
1: sheer fact
0: It's just like oh obviously ghosts exist i was gonna say, was gonna say here comes
1: the duster and uh duster and ponytail. well i mean yes uh, obviously ghosts do exist i've seen five ghosts myself <laughs> i have seen five
0: ghosts myself <laughs> um and uh apparently in great number uh, because the 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 theory that the book posits is that like all things that exist uh Clearly when they expire, they produce some sort of spectral entity of some sort. So all things that have exist over X number of, of eons have produced ghosts. So, obviously, there's a shit ton of ghosts. And emphasis on
1: obviously. Well, it, the, the thing is, it's just like, we all know <laughs> that the Earth is being held up by a giant turtle. And it's like, yes, clearly. Know that. <laughs> I mean, that's the tone. Yeah, so it's like, it's the tone. <laughs> obviously, there's ghosts and there's, you know, apparitions and there's other realms, you know. It's like, Obviously. My spirit was expelled from volcano yeah. six billion years ago. Continguing <laughs> into into Scientology there. Yeah,
0: that's what that <laughs> okay. was, that was what I was that's going. Like, was
1: for. that intentional? No, that was very intentional. Um, uh, but yeah, he he reads this
0: book and uh, he so now he is empowered with this information. And then uh, the empowered? grad student,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Yoshizaki, yeah, uh, comes out and uh, there's a
1: bizarre exchange here where it he is. just he just like pulls up a seat and he's like, hey. You see that ghost over there? <laughs> it's the guy from Jurassic Park 2, like the Lost World. He just like just pulls up next to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you're him, right? And yeah, so yeah. Fuck, dude. Oh, the guy chewing the gum. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're him, right? Gum chewing guy. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: <rah>! <laughs> um, we've both seen that movie wait, a few times. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably gonna watch it tonight. Now that we've talked about it because we've already. That's the second time we've mentioned it today. Yeah. Shoot it. <laughs> Shoot it. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's just like see that ghost over there <laughs> he's like yeah he's like but i don't believe he's like yeah i don't believe it though and he's like well it's real you gotta go chase it and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about i
0: have i thought i missed a beat like i, I thought I, I skipped a scene or something i was
1: really confused but i just told you what happened in the scene yeah yeah no kyle is absolutely right that's what my notes say too and he's like go chase it he's just like all right, man. <laughs> okay. And he goes to chase it. Obviously, the grudge kid just walks a little bit and then disappears around the corner. And it's like, well, okay. Yeah, and
0: we get this moment where Kawashima jumps out of his chair and sprints yeah. in a library. Yeah. Nobody shushes him, by the way. Yeah. Shh. yeah. <laughs> man, he sprints. He ch- He tries to chase a ghost. And this. this person he just met tells him see that ghost over there you need to make a run at him and try to grab him And it's like okay I'll do that um, but yeah the ghost escapes and uh, the, these two characters uh, they have a conversation after the fact uh, so Yoshizaki takes him back uh, to uh, the computer lab where he's been working on his screen saver yeah, <laughs> it's not a screen saver but, um, and Kawashima makes mention of the fact that he's cold and Yoshizaki serves him tea and oh, then yeah. explains to him the concept of the movie <laughs>
1: <laughs> ooze into our realm is yes. the the line that I took uh, yes do you want to explain this? I it's gonna be very patchy if I try to explain I it I
0: have a go at it and I'll, I'll see if I can fill in any blanks because you, you, uh, you might you may nail it
1: So from this guy this guy's theory he's just like when people die they go into another realm but the realm gets too full and they have to come over to our side. And they latch on to whatever they can to stay on this side. But he's like, but they don't want more people. They don't want more souls over there. They want to be over here. I don't really know. It's very poorly explained.
0: Okay. Um, I, I want to say this is an error in the presentation of the film. Like I said, this is not the first instance of this in terms of like budgeting your screen time. Like Maybe you should have put more emphasis on that screensaver thing way too much time on the roof really. way too much time on the roof like like the 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 budgeting of the the usage of time is not especially well considered um, the, the film's really well shot um, but in terms of editing there you know there's a couple more passes that could have been could have been necessary here um, but yeah what I understood is that you're, you're absolutely right um, the afterlife uh, is finite basically um, the number of spirits that exist, the number of ghosts that exist are uh, finite to such a degree that when it reaches max capacity, they start to spill over into our realm. Um, Anyway, uh, this uh, explanation is kind of, not interrupted, but supplemented by some cutaways. So as he's explaining this, um, we we have these cutaway scenes where... um, Veteran uh, trashy Japanese actor uh, Sho Aikawa uh, shows up as a construction worker. Um, he's uh, maybe like he he's really well known in the U.S. anyway for uh, being part of uh, Takashi Miike's Dead or Alive trilogy. Okay. Um, he did a lot of like yakuza type movies. He's he's, an, <clears throat> he's a curious screen presence. He's really tiny. He has kind of a squeaky voice, but he plays a lot of tough guys. Kind of like Joe Pesci, <laughs> kind of like Joe Pesci, but not as like aggro. You know? Gotcha. Like he doesn't have that. He doesn't reach those highs. Like he doesn't have those peaks when it comes to his energy level. Anyway, uh, Sho Aikawa uh, has this scene that's happening parallel to this explanation, where it, the way I understood it, and I could be wrong, is that uh, Yoshizaki makes mention of um, a mechanism. Mm-hmm. So he says that the mechanism. Or the conduit that enables the spirit realm to in invade, like quote, invade our reality, uh, can be extraordinarily simple. Like it, it doesn't even need an explanation. Uh, whatever, whatever the conduit is, um, once it once the process is started, it kind of opens the door for it. It the door's just permanently open, mm-hmm. um, so these in, these incursions or in, invasions can just happen at will now. <laughs> Um, and so we have this episode here where Sho Aikawa is at a construction yard and seemingly at random, he, he peers into this, this building that's about to be demolished and he peers in through this window and it's just this vacant room and he borrows some red tape and he seals off all the uh, the entryways, so the window and the doorway to this this room and then uh, this is narrated by Yoshizaki explaining mm-hmm. the concepts of mechanisms and conduits and so what we learn here is uh, these forbidden rooms are basically sealed off environments that he he says he, <laughs> all the explanations in this are incredibly loose but um they're not they're very ill defined but the way he explains it to my understanding anyway is that when you seal off this space um there's like a gestation period and then a spirit can manifest in there and enter our realm mm-hmm. and then through contact with one of these spirits the way i read it was they kind of replace a, a human presence in our reality and it's, it's kind of like a swapping of sorts but we get this really interesting looking scene where this vacant room we see this just like black smudge just form in the back corner of it and it's like oh that's what a ghost looks like in this movie and oh they just manifest when when a, a room is left alone and vacant like when it's sealed off like this not especially thrilling, not especially well explained <laughs> but but uh the movie starts moving uh from this point, thankfully, um and we do see that uh, Michi uh, her boss uh we see him uh taping up a place um, so he's apparently participating in this ritual that I don't know how to communicate or explain to people like if it's like a social contagion of some sort. We did see printouts about forbidden rooms and red tape at one point but Again, this is both Kyle and I kind of groping in the darkness, trying to understand this yeah. um and also Michi's friend uh, Junko, her uh coworker, mm-hmm. starts musing about like peop- she mentions verb she like she verbalizes that people are disappearing. This is where a show would have been better than a tell mm-hmm. um this is something that I would imagine like. I didn't finish it but the american remake i wouldn't be surprised if this was visually represented a little more strongly than in this film because it it does kind of just happen like it, it's not especially obvious that that what we're talking about is happening yeah it's not obvious at all yeah um and michi does get a uh Toskete! call from a uh, yabe uh, who as we've mentioned uh, is their co-worker who uh has been distant and uh I think this is where she finds his stain in the back room where she had confronted him previously Mm -hmm. and uh, we get my notes read uh, ASMR help me Uh, because it's it's a man's voice saying that line but like directly into the (laughs) microphone like really really close it's like dusk (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure how that's going to sound in the end recording, but we'll we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Well, um, you'll find out, listener. Um, and this is where we head into one of the forbidden rooms, Kyle.
1: Yeah, open opened. Uh, she opens up the red tape. Where the fuck does she do this at?
0: I think it's at
1: their uh, business.
0: Like, I think this was the the room that their boss was taping up. So it's some part of that building.
1: I can't remember. Uh, like I have it written down, but I do not remember her doing that.
0: Uh, yeah, I want to say it's like a back room like attached to the the uh, plant business
1: okay yeah because there's a woman in the corner and i have (laughs) equal spooky yeah
0: uh, so junko has a little bit of a freak out and she tears off the the red tape sealing this doorway uh, that we saw the boss taping up earlier and uh the blocking of the scene is really interesting because she runs in there and there's like a the the light is strobing a little bit and uh michi runs in there after her because she has a bad sense about things Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's just a like a spectral woman like all in black standing in the corner. Oh this
1: one's really creepy, yeah. In
0: clear view and and neither character seems to notice though. Like we the viewer like
1: that's a, that, That's the girl from the ring. It's, it's like that's a fucking ghost lady. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but neither of the characters notice until they're like borderline rubbing shoulders with this this ghost lady. Yeah. And what's really interesting here is the again the the intent of the ghost doesn't seem to be especially malevolent like for sure they got some business um but it's not like they're f- freaking out and like throwing hands on people or trying to choke you or anything like like the ghost woman does make a move towards them but in terms of like the quote action that unfolds like she holds her arms out and her hair kind of wigs out i don't even think we see their face no and uh all we see is junko's reaction to this and she's utterly terrified yeah um but the two women do escape and uh we i think abruptly cut to junko like like huddled up in a blanket and she's now staying with michi in her apartment
1: um i think michi goes to the store first
0: uh it's right after so uh, she brings junko to her apartment and then
1: we that's uh, not until later that's that's after
0: oh when she's grasping
1: yeah that's right that's later um yeah, Michi goes to the store, and then she ends up just walking out with this stuff. I don't know. I forgot what happens here. This
0: was cute. I, I actually like this moment. It was like, this was what I wanted more of, honestly, because what Junko had mentioned earlier about people are disappearing, This moments like this would have emphasized this more. So Michi goes to a, a convenience store, and she just grabs an armload of stuff, um, just treats and whatnot. And when she goes to the cashier's counter, there's no one there, and she just stands there like for a good solid minute Mm -hmm. and then there's a a a window of some sort that it's like part of the back office to the convenience store and there's a man standing there who's like partially obscured um so it's like only half of his face is even viewable Mm. and there's a distortion effect that comes over the glass as well but he's just staring at her and he makes no move, like, whatsoever, yeah. but it's chilling to look at. And, yeah, she panics, and she runs out of the store, and you can actually hear the alarm sound. <laughs> but but I think it's supposed to emphasize that, yes, people are disappearing, and the streets are becoming more vacant. And then, I don't know if that was supposed to be a ghost, I don't know, but he, not especially sociable, <laughs> individual, shitty employee, at the very least. <laughs> um but yeah, uh, we I think we cut back to Kawashima. Yeah, he goes to the lab, and I think the lab is trashed. Yeah, it's it's a mess. And, yeah. then, and then I was curious about these computer chairs that keep rolling into the room. Yeah, <laughs> like, you can tell there's like production assistants just like that was their job that day yeah. is to roll chairs into the frame.
1: Um, and then yeah, Kawas with does he go to her apartment? apartment.
0: Yeah, uh, he sees uh, one of the computer displays at the office, like at the com- like the computer science department. Like, there's a, a display of a man phasing in and out, like on the webcam. It's kind of creepy looking. But uh, he goes out in the rain uh, to Harue's apartment because I guess she had her address on that card he, she gave him. And uh, he's banging on her door, and then it just so happens, like in the stairwell just down the hall, she pops up and she's droning to herself about people disappearing and needing to run away and like he ends up grabbing her like physically
1: like having to pull her down the stairs and like take her back to her own apartment (laughs) yeah and then she's just talking about death like we have like a real existential talk about like death and she's like what if you're like you're alone in life but what if you're alone in death too it's just yeah we're just talking about death for a while
0: yeah, that's one of the core themes of the movie, and and like one of the big reasons why I didn't watch this movie when I was younger is because the subject matter, on paper anyway, Not, now that I've seen the movie, it's like, eh, it's nothing to be afraid of, yeah. but like in terms of the concept, I actually do think there's a lot of material here. Like there's a lot of really interesting things you could do with with this because the the theme that I was telling Kyle about before we started recording that that resonated with me and actually legitimately scared me a little bit is this idea of humanity petering out uh, out of apathy or just didn't the lack of desire to continue on. So instead of like a calamity or like some malevolent force invading reality and like eliminating people, it's just like humanity just collectively sighs and says you know i just don't care enough to to try or 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 participate or or exist any longer and to me that's a really scary thought Um, and also like japanese society like like contemporarily and in this time period in 2001 was going through this problem where there's a concept called uh, hikikomori that's a basically it's a shut-ins It's people living alone in tiny environments right. and willfully kind of removing themselves from society that resulted, you know, in a lot of people with stunted social growth, um, and even more morbid than that, uh, passing away and nobody noticing, mm. um, oh, it was th- yeah. and you know, a dead body is in a small apartment for X number of days without anyone noticing pretty fucking awful Uh um but that's like the saddest way to to exist and pass away is to with nobody knowing or caring and these these were phenomenons that were like and still persist to this
1: day in that country that are really awful i really want ramen now (laughs) you've been talking i mean this has mostly been japanese culture (laughs) (laughs) man ramen sounds so good right now (laughs) yeah
0: and and in addition to that we were like in the past couple of decades there's a thing called a it's hard because the Japanese L's and R's are not especially... You, you they're don't. not especially distinct from each other. You so it's be. either it's either Freeder or Flitter. Mm. I'm not positive which one it's supposed to be. Gotcha. Um, but basically it refers to a, a generational movement, a quote movement, where aimlessness, like... Uh, it's kind of like a lost generation phenomenon where there, there's like a widespread epidemic of of people just kind of existing aimlessly um because it's it's easier than ever to just do that um so yeah the japanese society has a lot of problems that this movie was kind of trying to
1: touch on oh i was gonna say i said you you ended with uh Japanese culture had a lot of problems, like well, you were throwing stones. <laughs> As an American, <laughs> just, no, we got our own. We, we got our got, own. Uh, yeah, no, we got our own problems. We got right? our own problems, <laughs> but, but he, the, the directors, yeah, he, he's pointing out problems in Japanese culture at the time. It makes sense.
0: Yeah, and and this whole conversation here about about death and connection, like this this conversation between Haruve and Kawashima, really is supposed to touch on everything that the movie's getting at where uh she confesses that she's curious about death and that um she also like brushes away the concept of family mm. where he asks her about her family and she's like oh they're re- they, they they're alive they exist but they're irrelevant it's like, wow, like this, this is a woman who is keenly aware of all of her faults but does nothing to address
1: love. We, we might r- run into the issue, because we're not Japanese speakers, we might be running into an issue with translation with some of this stuff. Like, Because I have a sentence here. Uh, oh, by the way, she's got her computer wall. It's all the different kinds of ghosts, all the different computer ghosts. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a line, Ghosts will try to make people immortal by, like, by trapping them in their own lonely- loneliness. I had to read it several times before I'm like, ghosts will try to make people immortal by trapping them in their own loneliness. There's there's more lines leading up to that, but I just wrote it down. I'm like, I feel like maybe we're missing some of these concepts and it's just not translating to English very well. We might be missing some things. I, I suspect you're probably correct. Um, I, I also jotted that one down as well. It sticks out. Well, I mean, it's also... She goes for like five minutes talking about death. So it's like, you're just like, what now? huh? It's like a Tarkovsky film, honestly. It's like I was watching Stalker. I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about, dude? She
0: has a couple of really interesting lines here. Like, regardless of potential lost in translation effect here. um, Like, one was, uh, nothing changes with death, just right now, forever. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Like, having no past or future. It's just Groundhog Day forever, kind of, but alone like that that does sound like some form of hell honestly um but yeah she does turn on all the all of her many many computers and uh all of the uh they all made that noise (laughs) and it has that like slow fade up where it takes a minute to heat up come
1: on yeah you gotta wait for it to heat up
0: (laughs) you gotta blow into it (laughs) yeah um but yeah she turns on all the computer monitors and we see that the uh like, the webcam feeds that Kawashima has been privy to, like, whenever his camp, his uh, computer turns on. It's just, like, sad, lonely people yeah. that seemingly lead similar existences to
1: himself. It just smells like semen. Yeah. <laughs> in all those apartments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't uh, think there's any women in those. I think it's all dudes. There was one. There was one woman? There I was exactly was- one. I actually
0: had to, like backspace on my notes because I, I wrote the word men and then i was like oh there's one <laughs> there's one woman yeah. um but yeah she makes the remark that like she's arguing with kawashima that like these people quote these people like are they are they any different from ghosts mm. because they're there may as well be non-entities in society at large um, but yeah, she also has that line about ghosts won't kill people. Instead, they'll try to make people immortal by trapping them in their own loneliness. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, we get a, another uh, help chant, and uh, we—it's just a, a cutaway to the the place where the woman jumped off um, the uh, silo or whatever, and we see that there is a stain where she was. I feel
1: like I am gonna I am gonna keep audition into this as well into the J this this area. Because it's also a film that has its, um, like, this is a help me in this one. The ring is like the seven days thing. Audition, it's kitty, 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 kitty. <laughs> if you haven't seen that movie, oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that line will haunt you.
0: Yeah, no, no, I mean, that was a fun watch. Right? I'm, a fun I'm glad watch. we got around to that one because uh, very similar to this one. Uh, it's a movie that I knew by reputation. I knew it by its place in film history, uh, but I hadn't seen it. So it was nice to have an excuse to actually just pull
1: the trigger and find out what it was all about. Yeah, the Tarkovsky business is pretty much, we're past that now, the whole philosophy and existentialism. We
0: we rushed through it uh, because it actually is very long. It's long. But uh, obviously we just couldn't quite get everything they're trying to get at there
1: <laughs> yeah this next part with michi and junko this is, is what
0: i i mistakenly mentioned yeah.
1: earlier yeah so uh junko has just been like hanging out at her apartment and she's just got like a, a blanket over her head and she's feeding her soup uh <laughs> it's funny, but Junko just doesn't look like she slept very well and uh michi goes over to do the dishes and this was creepy mm-hmm. um uh junko just kind of gets wide-eyed and she starts reaching for her, like it, it's not really scared. I wouldn't say necessarily like she's trying to harm her. It's like she's reaching out, like wanting her to come back and, and comfort yeah, her.
0: It, it's almost like a baby or like, yeah. a, like a senile person or something like th- This was really striking because, I mean, the noises she's making are alarming. And then like you're it, just the body language is it's scary. Uh, but it, it's scary in a, a like a weirdly human relatable kind of way where it's like, Again, like I just referenced two real life examples that you, you can find behaviors like this and it's unsettling because this, this is a person knocking down all social barriers and regardless of decorum or etiquette or whatever th- there's just a, a an urgent need for closeness mm-hmm. and, and and embrace of some sort and what's funny about this is that this is this whole movie seems to be packed with characters who are Too dumb to to recognize their faults. Um, Even after this episode, Michi still creates separation between her and Junko, and there's a repeated pattern of this between all of these characters. Where they all recognize what needs to be done. It's just like we should all like buddy up. Like we should all be closer and more and like form genuine connections with each other. But they all find excuses to separate. <laughs> and it keeps resulting in people disappearing or dying or whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, and Juko at, at some point, uh, Michi falls asleep and she wakes up. And Junko's just, like, staring out the window. And I'm like, oh, no, she's going to jump. Um, and she just kind of has a talk with her here. And then she just kind of goes up against the wall. And then she just kind of disappears and makes it a stain. I'm like, you dick. Like, you just completely ruined the wall. <laughs> and she's just and Michi's just like "What's? do you know how
0: hard it is to clean up mildew oh
1: yeah it's in the wall it's (laughs) like there goes my security deposit yeah yeah, so but then um, so she stains the wall and Michi's like oh like oh "Oh, man Uh, and then the stain like falls off into like little pieces and then just blows kind of blows away
0: yeah, this movie has a couple of bad special effects.
1: Yeah, one's not great. It's yeah. not great. It's not great. Yeah,
0: like I think you could have done this one practically. Mm-hmm. I, I maybe the the like ruining the set was a consideration. Like, like if you did that practically, like if you threw ash all over the fucking room, like you would be able to do that once. Yeah. It's I mean, like 90, it looks
1: like 90 CGI.
0: Yeah. It, it's not good. Not- it, it looks like lawnmower man, basically. <laughs> like Kyle hasn't seen that one, but, um, yeah. If you remember the bees from the lawnmower man, if you remember that bee effect, yeah, it's that, but with ash. Um, I really did love the, the edit though, when she turns into the stain. Because we cut away from it. Because she just backs up into the corner, like Kyle said. And then, like, just a darkness goes over her. And then we cut to Michi. And then she turns around and she's now a stain. It's very tastefully done. And it's, like, respectful of the limitations of their effects technology. Whereas the ash effect, it's like, well, you just fucked that up. (laughs) Like, you took it one step too far. But all the ash, like, the stain blows off into the air because the, the... window is open it blows but um yeah uh, so Junko's out of the picture now and Michi calls her mom who doesn't answer she does not answer um but then she like without getting an answer decides that she's going to head over to her mom's anyway yeah and then we cut to the arcade/pachinko uh, parlor and this was a scene that I was expecting and then finally we
1: got it here yeah there's a ghost thing in here
0: yeah, but uh, the neat reveal here is that Kawashima is here, just like by pl- himself, playing a machine, and then we we cut to a different angle, and we see that all the machines are still making noises, but there's no one in there. I was so dense
1: watching this. Like I'm, I don't. I, it's a movie we're going into. Like I'm not sure what to latch on to. I'm not sure what to pay attention to. Like what am I supposed to glean from this? Um, so. I did notice that it was empty, but I'm like, oh, there must be a ghost that's going to come up or something. I, mean, not, I didn't realize this seemed significant in the fact that people are disappearing, not yeah. being there. I, I didn't catch that with the store. Like, I didn't really understand what was happening there. Yeah, well, I mean, you went into this movie largely blind, correct? I had absolutely no idea what this was about. <laughs> I didn't. Even, I don't even think I read the description. I just found the, the movie and just like, Pulse. I, mean, I, no. I think I, I did read the description before. I'm like, yeah, Pulse sounds fine. I mean,
0: that was me with basically all your picks was mine, so um, yeah, I mean going into it completely blind not knowing
1: the themes of it you went yeah. into funny games completely blind? completely Ooh, that's Com- awesome yeah, no, it worked, out. <laughs> it, worked <out. laughs> it worked
0: out it worked out exceedingly well uh, by the way I, I did mention that Kiyoshi Kurosawa directed uh, Sweet Home which was a Capcom product mm-hmm. Super Street Fighter 2 makes a cameo in this scene <laughs> so oh, does it? Capcom Connections I it. <laughs> it's, it's fuzzy in the but background of a shot, but I was like, "That's Ryu, That is Ryu doing the, the the bouncy pose in the purple lighting." I was like, "That is Super Street Fighter 2. <laughs> that game's a little bit dated, actually, in two thousand one. A lot of bit dated, in fact. Um, but yeah, uh, we get a ghost encounter here. And what did you think of this one? I don't remember it. Don't, uh, it's kind of a nothing, but yeah. it is it is unique um, because um, Kawashima, like I don't know, gets wise to the fact. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. <laughs> he probably was there for two hours, and then he was like, "Oh shit, there's nobody here. <laughs> I should probably do something." Yes, he thinks in Nick Cage voice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he he's about to leave, and then uh, there, we see like some black shape moving in the background, and then he turns a corner and uh, encounters it head on, and yeah, sure enough, it's a it's a ghost. But the way it's represented on the screen is it's it's just this fuzzy blotch that again moves like a person underwater um in semi-slow motion not not slow motion it's just a performer moving in slow motion and it's so hazy that you can't really make out the details other than like the pits of its eyes and mm-hmm. the fact that it's vaguely humanoid and i think he leaves before it gets too close to him it's it's kind of a nothing thing but it is a unique way of conveying that because mm. again like we're so accustomed to you know bah! you know some things jumping out of closets and
1: cat <laughs> like, this movie could almost be in the. Cri- this feels like a Criterion movie, like the like the way that the story's told, it's shot really well. Like it feels like it would be a Criterion. Well, movie.
0: very respected director. Mm. Um, I do know that Kiyoshi Kurosawa has a good reputation, um, but yeah, it does have that vibe to it where it's like,
1: this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I'm sure it makes, but it probably makes sense to somebody else.
0: This is the kind of thing that probably would have a two and a half hour documentary on the disc. <laughs> yeah, from. A bunch of western scholars of Japanese culture talking at length about what it
1: signifies and yeah. what every shot in it means. I would love give me forty five minute spiel. Give me <laughs> get it to down to forty-five minutes and explain this movie to me a little bit more. Yeah, so Kawa is like uh running and he sees Harusan and she's smashing plants. Yeah. Uh, this I mean, it, this would be relevant now because this is something in our generation. We're pl- people are plant people. Like that's that's our thing. We're not having kids anymore. We have pets and we have plants. It's a big, it's a really big thing.
0: Yeah, no, th- this is a this is a thing, and it's explored in Japanese media occasionally. That's uh, like hoarding or or like connections with intangible objects, mm. like connections with things as opposed to creatures, creatures gotcha. or beings like this is a thing that repeats and, and whatnot I seem to remember something like that like I think like Akira like th- there was mention of that with like Tetsuo's ultimate fate like like he's just like reaching out to and absorbing everything in his orbit yeah. like regardless of whether it has a conscience consciousness or whatever but anyway yeah, by the way hot <laughs> it's like, it's like reading ghost books and smashing plants hot
1: that's, that's toxic energy you can mess with <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah so then they just they're going to the subway he takes him they're gonna to go to the subway and this is where we get the ghost on the subway steps again this is one of those moments if you're not paying attention you'd miss it um and i you'd meant i'd mentioned uh the, the haunting of hill house yes Oof. thank you i was i was waiting for this you should definitely check that out the, uh i couldn't i started watching the second season it wasn't as good but the first season is it's it's great um, very un- unnerving very unsettling um, but they make use of this and it it plays tricks on you where you're like did I see it? I don't know if I saw it. It's, it's like Tyler Durden's uh, dick joke dick, dick thing in Fight Club. Like, people don't realize, don't know that they saw it but they did. <laughs> just, just one frame of dick. Yeah, one frame of dick uh, on the subway stairs here. And <laughs> <It's> <laughs> they get on the train and it's going and they're just sitting next to each other and then they come to a stop and She's like, we're getting out here. He's like, no, no, no. This is we're not getting out here. She's like, we're not getting out off the train right now because this is this isn't the end of the like this isn't our stop or whatever it is. She's like, no, we have to get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> we got to open up the plane door. We got to go. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> um, but yeah, he just like sits her down. Like, listen, I'm gonna go talk to the captain or the conductor, whatever he is. The
0: wine captain yeah. on the subway.
1: Yeah. Good luck getting to that door. Um, yeah, he's. Like, I'm gonna go talk to him. You stay right here. Promise. She's like, yeah. And then she just immediately <laughs> runs off the train, and then he's just like he starts running. He's like, I think she just ran off the train, and he runs back, and then he runs off the train, and they're literally just in the middle of nowhere. And he just runs out there, and then we cut back to her at her apartment, and then he shows up there. Although she doesn't show up there yet, but they do have her back at her apartment.
0: Yeah, I, this was a curious scene. Um, it again, it it's an example of her her character flaws, where she does seem to have a need to connect with him but just an utter incapability of doing it mm-hmm. like like because she as soon as they seem to be getting close she she runs away like physically <laughs> runs yeah. away um but there's a really good line here where um he's trying to reassure her because she's having an existential <laughs> crisis here mm-hmm. um but he uh, he says like regardless of what's what's happening or what's happened you and i are definitely here He's trying to emphasize that, like, what whatever the fuck is going on with the world and with you in particular, because you got a story. Like, I don't know it, but it's a story. um He's with her. He's he's emphasizing the fact that, like, it's it's not just a you problem. Yeah, like, I'm like, here next I'm, to you. I'm, yeah. I'm here to for you to lean on, and we can shoulder this together. But she we runs have away.
2: Supper. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Good song, yeah. Uh, yeah, then we get the wall of computers, uh, and then we get the forbidden room again. Uh, and then she's focusing in on the chair guy. Uh, yeah, yes, and the chair guy finally reveals his face. And yeah, he shoots
0: himself in the head. Yes, he yeah. he does shoot himself in the head. I, I don't know how easy it is to get a hold of a Glock in Japanese society. Um, but... and then, and
1: then <laughs> when I, I believe I text Trevor. I'm like, is there like, just like a like a a spike in suicides in the late 90s. There's always suicides yes, <laughs> I've, I've heard that before, but I feel like it was very relevant at the time. It, was. I'm like, it, it must was. have been very relevant it at was. the time. Because uh, that's where I was asking. I'm like, I'm missing something here culturally. I wasn't sure. No. Um, but yeah, the dudes end up shooting himself. For some reason, I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe it was just my own brain, but I was getting like 28 days later in the beach vibes. Like with certain, um, I think maybe the filter a little bit. Like, the beach kind of has a little bit of like a like a gloss to it, like a like a little white sheen, um, but like there's a graininess. A graininess, yeah. yes, yeah. There yeah. was like a graininess to it, but then but then 28 days later, it kind of kicks in. You remember that? Um, um, uh, oh God, what's this? Cillian Murphy. Oh, I, I want to say Chil- Cillian Chilean. I want to say Ciaran <laughs> Hinds. Like that's not right. It's no,
0: he, the man with the perpetual scowl. <laughs> no, um, no, the guy with the eyes.
1: Yeah, the guy with the eyes. Uh, <laughs> Scarecrow! <laughs> uh, oh, Peaky Blinders. 90% of that show is people just saying Peaky Blinders out loud. Oh, no. It's... Dude, you... It's it's not a great show. It's fine. It's okay. But, like, it's a lot of slow motion and a lot of people walking into rooms saying Peaky Blinders. That's oh, yeah. the name of the gang. I, I like a lot of the people in that. But... It, th- has, it has really good moments. But, overall... Not that great, okay, yeah y- you heard it here folks yes yeah, sorry, um but twenty eight days later that that opening scene where he's like downtown London and he's like walking around and there's like nobody out there yeah, I don't know where this was shot, but it does seem to be like on a large scale like wow, like he cleared these streets like it was pretty impressive,
2: yeah,
0: no th- like this is as far as I can tell Tokyo like, okay. and some major avenues of tokyo that i'm sure it was difficult to get even the shots that they got yeah i was, I was i'm like man I think and, they, and there is evidence of digital assistance to like uh, to add props and remove props well there was that too yeah. yes I, I noticed that digital but, but logistically like, for a low budget movie this was difficult
1: <laughs> I, was say, I think the only one i've ever seen close to, like, as close to this is the chase scene in the dark knight or yeah, the Dark night, the down the streets of Chicago. I'm like, there should be way more cars than there are here. I'm like, but yeah, this was pretty. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get a construction list. Uh, so this prints out. What well, I don't understand what this whole thing was. Yeah. So
0: she's watching these webcam feeds. Yes. And all this was creepy. And uh, it's. Especially creepy because previously we've been seeing these all throughout the movie, but now there's no one there. Uh-huh. Like they're all just empty rooms now, except for one, one guy. Yeah, except for one guy yeah. who's staring directly into the camera and not moving. Yeah. So he's probably not long for this world. But um, very clearly, people are disappearing uh, and rapidly. Um, and yes, she witnesses the person with the bag on their head shoot themselves and uh, seemingly. Independent of her control of her computer, uh, her printer starts printing out um, the Forbidden Room page that we'd seen earlier printed out elsewhere, as well as what seemingly it's like it's a mess of words, but it looks like almost like a guide for how to construct a Forbidden Room. Mm-hmm. Um, and it emphasizes the need for red construction tape. Uh, so it's almost like this is a tutorial for how to give like bring ghosts into this world. Um, and uh, this is also where we get some uh, like voyeuristic footage, uh, again through like grimy webcam footage uh, from Harue's apartment behind her. Mm-hmm. This was kind of cool, yeah, uh, because we keep cutting back and forth between her sitting at her desk looking at a computer to the, the POV shot uh, that's grossly distorted. And she gets wise to the fact that, like, oh, that's right over there, and yeah. it's, it's looking at the back of my head. And then we keep cutting back and forth between her walking towards it and the POV.
1: Yeah, we have this this half cracked, perfectly dark uh, room on the other side of this door. It's like, oh, great. It's
0: pretty good setup. Yeah. Uh, not a huge payoff, but like in terms of like it's building tension, it's pretty effective. It's a
1: very strange payoff because she's walking towards this thing, and there's nothing there. Yeah. But she goes up and she hugs it, and she says, "I'm not alone."
0: yeah that's
1: it was very strange yeah weird weird payoff here
0: Uh, it's only like i almost read it as like she's choosing to like share herself or form a connection with us just the spectral entity rather than her fellow man because like she does seem to have a low opinion of humanity (laughs) like she's very pessimistic Uh, uh, um it's like I guess she decides to make out with the ghost <laughs> 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 that'll be hella funny like Kawashima oh walks oh into the room <laughs> and she's like he's tonguing in the air yeah.
1: <laughs> uh yeah then, then Kawa comes in she's not there um and then we get a bunch of people missing on the news. Like, the news is like, people are missing all over the place.
0: Yeah, so apparently someone's still around to read the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's something, I guess. But yeah, it's just an endless <laughs> parade of missing persons all over Japan. Yeah.
1: And then uh, Kawa's just walking down the street, and he just goes up to a soda machine. See, he- this is me
0: emphasizing the point that he is a little dense. Yeah. Because the way he walked, he like... He, like dude walks up to this vending yeah. machine he's like click click I'm just gonna hit some buttons without putting some money and
1: I'm just gonna yank the door up <laughs> yeah and yeah he's like I'm hungry I should put something yeah. in my mouth <laughs> and then our two t- separate storylines kind of converge because he sees Michi uh just like hunched over in a car and he's like here do you want you want a soda <laughs> and they're like this was kind of funny he's like yeah I'm looking for my my my, my, my girlfriend uh <laughs> so Girlfriend. I, I don't know where they are to to do this but this was really a fu- i thought it was a funny line she's like we can go look for her. how about that abandoned factory <laughs> I'm Like, okay we're gonna go to this abandoned factory well what's
0: cute about their interaction is is that this is the most genuine and kind of warm interaction in the whole movie. It really is, yeah. It's kind of cute, actually, because, yeah. like, she's asleep at her wheel, and he's like,
1: you want, you want some candy? Well, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> they're the two people who, they're the ones putting themselves in these situations, trying to interact with people. Right? Yeah. She's the one who's like, I want to go talk to Yabe, and the boss is like, "Yeah, fuck that." <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh, and then he's trying to figure out what's going on with his computer. He's seeking out yeah his people. So these two together, yeah, it, it's warm. It, it, it's nice. Well, yeah, I mean,
0: like you said, like good, good on you for pointing that out. They are the two, like regardless of their faults. Like I, 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 tease him for being an, an idiot. Yeah. Because he is. Yeah. But he he does show, and he has an energy and a willingness to to reach out to people that is not present in the other characters and kind of same with Michi. She's the one that like Junko keeps like tugging her sleeve and, and talking about like, we should
1: do something. Mm. And Michi's like,
0: well, I guess I'll go do something. <laughs> She's the one that act acts on,
1: you know? I, I, my neighbor, uh, he's only knocked on my door one other time. There was a leak in my, uh, in my, uh, in my ceiling. And oh. He lived above me. And I called... I let the landlord know. I'm like, hey, you guys want me to come check this out? There might be, like, a leak inside. Uh, so he came down in the... Mo- like, like before work one morning, he's like, hey, I heard there's a leak. And he, like, knocked on the door. I'm like, who the fuck is this at 8.30 <laughs> in the morning? you like, your bat. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, and he's like, yo, yeah, there's a... You said there's a leak? I'm like, yeah. And, I'm like, the landlord's going to look at it. He's like, okay, well, I'm a plumber. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't know what the exchange was about. But yesterday, I'm sitting there watching a movie where... Uh, somebody basically knocks on the door and gets that makes their way in and something bad happens. So I just get this loud knock and I thought it was the Amazon guy. They'll just like give me a knock and just leave my package there. But he knocks. He like "Hey, sure upstairs neighbor. Uh, you had a package out here. I thought I'd just bring it down." I'm like, "Okay, I'm I'm such a dick to him because I'm like, I, I'm not trying to be mean or anything. It's just like." don't not like don't fucking bother me dude i mean I'm like, I'm just leave it in front of my door this is seattle motherfucker yeah, i live in a city like somebody's knocking on my door i'm like it's either the cops or somebody who wants to kill me yeah. i don't want to know you i don't want to know you yeah it's like all respect but i don't want to know you yeah it's a like, guy that
0: worked at the same office as kyle and i from new hampshire no i don't want to go bouldering with you you're a nice guy I don't want to know you. I don't want to know you.
1: I will work with you. I don't want to know you.
0: I don't want to know you. Uh, Folks from outside of Seattle, maybe you don't get this, but everything everything
1: you've heard is true. Everything you've heard is true. Seattle Freeze. The Seattle Freeze is real. Uh, we're all guilty of it. It's a thing. Well, it's just not how you make friends. You don't make friends by knocking on somebody's door. No. In a major city. Are you out of your fucking mind? No,
0: God, no. It's like the fucking kid that. Can I come over? Can no. I? I mean, what we talked about? What screamers? It's yeah. like, can I come with you? It's like, no. What the fuck
2: Absolutely are you? not.
0: Like <laughs> your teddy bear has buzzsaws in its face. I don't want that in my house. I completely <laughs> forgot about screamers. <laughs> I mean. It's Woo. it's screamers like yeah. it means it means something to me it's still real to me but no one else.
1: Yeah, uh, um,
0: yeah this conversation though between our yeah. two leads who their their narratives have finally collided quite literally. Um, Michi makes it known that um, they they have this moment where they're like sitting on a bench together and they're just like drinking like just like vending machine drinks together, uh, just young people interaction. She's like, yeah, my parents are gone. and He's like, oh, that's sad. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to work. Um, but he starts like repairing her car because um, she apparently like crashed or something or yeah. passed out of the wheel. But um, they're both kind of blasé about like all the their tragedies that've been happening around them, which again, very Japanese. Um, they uh, they both chat about like their individual natures, like how they were before everything started going to shit, mm. and uh, he's again fixing her car the whole time. And I this is where he introduces that he like he he, he muses that he you know I, I had a friend and like you know it didn't exactly work out and she's like hey you know you fixed my car we should go find your friend and I do I I could be misinterpreting but I think uh, because of the way Japanese language works I don't think a gender was assigned to the person like he just says friend yeah. and she's like yeah we should find that person yeah. so she isn't she isn't aware that like his friend is like a super hot lady that smashes plants. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's gonna get
1: more toxic moving forward. Uh yeah hot. double hot yeah. <laughs> she hot. just
0: keeps getting more hot
1: good. she keeps getting hotter um, like, oh she's a gun now
0: <laughs> even better this is worse. she's hanging out in abandoned factories with guns this and is red all, construction
1: tape It's all really sexual and, and exciting yes and is burton-esque great. if you will <laughs> um so yeah so they go to this abandoned factory uh <laughs>
0: you want to hang out let's go to the yeah.
1: I mean it, it looks like the like um, Splinter's gang it looks like someplace like they would hang out yeah oh
0: the Foot Clan the they Foot hang, Clan yeah. yeah this is their, one of their training facilities
1: this is the, one of their territories this, this, yeah
0: this is where they do their uh, Christmas ornament drill <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah Coruscant's there with a gun uh, and I have karasun uh, has got a gun and she's gone
0: yeah, uh, she she pops up for a second. She has a bag on her head by the way. Yeah. And she's brandishing a pistol and they, Oh, she's gone meaning
1: she shoots herself. Not not she leaves. I'm like, and eh, she's gone. Yeah, no, I she, I wrote a joke in here and I didn't pick up on my own joke. <laughs> I do like uh the the blocking
0: of the scene when she shoots herself. She, yeah. Um she has this like table with a bunch of shit on it and she's brandishing this pistol and Michi's like, "Buddy," Yeah. I don't know you very well, but your friend seems yeah. out of sorts. I know she's mega fucking hot. I know she's got the nose. Her?
1: Yeah, so now like, I know why you want to come here.
0: <laughs> it's like, that bone structure? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, she's a twig, but that nose, man. <laughs> but um, she's, like, holding it back, and then the camera's, like, shooting, like, kind of over Harue's shoulder. And she just, like, looked miserable, and she just grabs some shit off the table and just, like, Throws it just like ah fuck, <laughs> yeah. and and very shortly thereafter just puts the gun under her chin and pulls the trigger. Yeah,
1: and, Uh Kaba obviously because a hot girl has killed herself. runs over there like oh no what happened? He's like I gotta call the police. I gotta call the ambulance. He's like ah fuck it. And he it, just- it's pretty. It's so fucking
0: sad because like he does what like most people would probably do, but it's like oh wait everybody's gone. Yeah. So but he does he does the pantomime of pulling out the phone and like starting
1: to dial it, and he's like. Oh yeah, fuck! I'm an idiot. (laughs) Um, yeah. Then we just kind of go out of there and we go to the car and we're just fine with what. They go to the
0: car and then he's like, "Oh man, we're out of gas.
1: I probably should have checked that. Yeah, idiot." (laughs) She's like, "Okay." He's like, "I can go inside. There's a gas tank over there." She's like, "Hey, don't go into that room with the red tape around it. Only bad things happen." He's like, "I'll be fine. I got this." Oh yeah, I'll be fine. (laughs) He goes in. Almost immediately, uh, he he's getting gas and he's like putting the lid on. The lid falls off and it just rolls into the room, and he's just like, ah, oh, shit, well, I gotta have that lid. I'm like, you don't need the lid, dude. <laughs> that was my reaction. Like, you don't need the lid. Yeah, you're gonna go pour it anyway. Like <laughs> so he goes in there and he just, this is where he has an, an encounter with a ghost who looks a lot like Ray Park.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kyle was keen on pointing that out. like it's the hair. It's the hair and, yeah, a little bit of the bone structure. He does look a little Darth Maul-esque. Oh, damn it. I was going to say, if you don't know who Ray Park is, I was like... Tut,
2: tut, tut, tut,
0: tut. Let's <laughs> see if you can figure it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, he has a ghost encounter back here in the Forbidden Room. And uh, he actually has dialogue with this ghost, though. And this like the, yeah. the way the ghost is conveyed is, it is it's a person all dressed in black with white face paint and like black pitted eyes. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, they look just like a person, he, although they have a haze
1: around them. Yeah, he says, forever, death was eternal loneliness. Mm-hmm. Help.
0: Yeah, and the modulation on his voice is chilling. Like, yeah. It is effective. It's not, yeah, it's not,
1: it's, not, it's not settling. It's not a warm, fun <laughs> encounter we're having. Yeah, it's, it's, it's creepy. No,
0: I, I liked it because it was, it was just enough where it's like if you pushed it too far it would be like uh, that's some try hard shit but here it's like eh, it's just enough you got, you found the balance but Kawashima
1: like kind of lashes out a little bit like he's he's, like, yeah, he's I, in denial he's like yeah I don't believe this is real and he's like I want to come over and just walk right through you and he like bumps into him yeah he puts his
0: hands on his shoulders and he's like oh, oh shit yeah it's in the room <laughs> <laughs> I am real yeah yeah the ghost actually emphasizes like I'm not an illusion. I'm okay. I am very real. I'm in the room with you. And he just does his slow walk over. This was maybe my favorite shot in the whole movie. Oh, really? This was this was like legitimately like. I wish it was longer though.
1: See, I didn't think this was as creepy because of the CGI. Like he's got like a distortion over yeah. him. Yeah. I I thought that the the. F- the first spooky lady down in the basement i I thought that was your favorite that was my favorite okay no that's fair
0: they're both really good
1: yeah yeah this
0: one i liked because there's like a, a low rumble on the soundtrack and he has a line i forget what it is but i noticed that his uh his audio like his his voice, his his dialogue precedes his like it's out of sync with his yeah. movement, and yeah. I thought that was a really neat idea. That's yeah, not. Where a bad it's idea. like the words come out, and then several seconds later, <laughs> we see the lips move. Well, Trevor, you're gonna love Hong Kong cinema, <laughs>
1: Hong Kong action. Cinema.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was raised on that shit. I was raised on Jackie Chan. Have you ever heard t- of t- Jackie Chan <laughs> telling everyone, and anyone, and everyone within earshot, "I don't want any trouble."
1: I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot. Uh, forget him that building like being destroyed and his aunt is on the toilet and she's oh. yelling at him yeah
0: yeah no rumble in the Bronx that's, that was most of our
1: introductions to Jackie Chan do you remember his quote when he goes to that bar and he he tells the guy what's up and he's like, "What did you just?" Oh, say? Oh, rush hour. Yes. Yeah, rush hour. Yeah, what's so. up,
0: my word that can't <laughs> so. be said by the people in this room. <laughs> so
1: Chinese New Year fell uh, during Black History Month. Yeah. So somebody posted that. That <laughs> 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 is a pretty good joke. That's brilliant. Yeah, I, mean,
0: I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be brazen enough to do it myself. No. But but no. Somebody did it. Kudos yeah.
1: to whoever did that. That's pretty fucking clever. <laughs> I almost said it to you. <laughs> but oh it's pretty Uh, great that's fucking great it was good i had a good laugh at that but
0: yeah anyway i wish the shot had gone on a little bit longer though because like i it's again almost like lynchian where it's just like you're you're stuck in the room with something you just don't want to be looking at and it, it
1: keeps drawing closer and closer and
0: closer and I, would have, I actually wouldn't have minded if this went on 10, 20 more seconds.
1: Yeah, well, this is Lynchian, in my opinion, because I'm just like, what the fuck is happening in this movie? <laughs> Brad, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Brad, explain Brad, this Brad, explain me. this to me, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he comes out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she goes in to go find him. Yeah, Michi comes a-running. And you just see, like, the, god damn it. Like, he just walked right the <laughs> fuck in there. But I think You had one job! You had one job. <laughs> and I, I think the reason why it, it it's heavier here is because we like Kawa. He's the character yeah. that we have the most... Like he, he's the one that uh, we have the most with, yeah. I would say. Uh, he, and he's very charismatic. He's more charismatic, I would say, than uh, Michi. So this is the point where it's like oh no the character i like is gonna get he's gonna get ghosted and he's gonna be a zombie. He's gonna kill himself or whatever um but she finds him and um this is like like this whole next sequence is just like pop 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 pop, pop. um uh, so she finds him and she's just like uh we go back to the city and he's just kind of sleeping like that ghost encounter just not he's all tuckered out um <laughs> uh, so we're going back into the city and this is the shots that i was talking about where we have these, like, downtown in the city, and it's just nothing. Like, there's nobody there. But we do have, like, uh, like some CGI cars on fire. And you can see as they're approaching, there's, like, buildings on, like, smoking. I'm like, oh, something... This is where I was like, what the fuck happened now? I like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't pick up on this thread that people were, re- like, disappearing a lot. Like, and this, this high of a number.
0: Yeah, this is... I, I imagine the remake probably... I haven't heard especially good things about the American remake, but one thing that was evident just by the like the half hour or so I saw of it was that it's much more explicit. Like there there are like like really explicit effects work. Like like I think there's an instance uh where we actually see a person like turn into a stain and it seems like a very deeply unpleasant process. Yeah. Whereas here it just kinda happens off screen and it's, it's never explained. And I want to say, the, um, I noticed the cinematography of the American remake, uh, the op- opening few minutes of it emphasized crowds, something that this movie has none of. No. None of, which I think actually is maybe an improvement. Something I would have been, like I said about the helicopter noises, yeah. the things that I would have expected and I think the movie may benefit from, is emphasizing the fact that this is a populated environment. Mm. And then gradually throughout the runtime of the film, it's like there's less people here, yeah. And then less people, and then well,
1: no people. Well, Tokyo is pretty well known for being pretty bustling and robust as far as <laughs> the population density goes. Yeah, but at
0: the same time, though, I mean, there is an argument against that because the the whole theme of this the Japanese version is that it's about loneliness isolation. and isolation. Yeah, so if very you much. if you have crowd scenes, then it, it Makes it seem less well, less lonely, you know?
1: but it would make sense to introduce like like a crowd and then like start shaving it off bit by bit as the movie goes on. There's like less and less people around. Yeah.
0: It, again, yeah. it, it, I think it's a dumber way of constructing the movie. But you know, in terms of like ma- like removing some of the more ambiguous qualities to it, it it maybe would have helped but yeah. but here yeah they just come back into town and it's like oh it's the fucking apocalypse yeah. <laughs> um, there is nobody in town and this is very much the apocalypse uh rendered on the cheap um because some of these cgi compositing effects are not especially good um music that plays here is really interesting though i did like that I did really, really lovely strings this movie does have a very good soundtrack um but uh michi parks uh, at like at the waterfront. Yeah. And she has a she has a little breakdown. Yeah. Uh, she freaks out a little bit.
1: Yeah, because uh, she's like, Kawa, you went in the room. You're gonna you're gonna kill yourself. You're gonna be gone." And he's like, "No, no, no. I'm fine. Like it's <laughs> uh, it's not a big deal." Listen. No, no. I killed those people. I, no, I killed those. People. It's okay. It's fine. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, and then they hatch a master plan. They're gonna get on the boat. This is where I was like, what the fuck is happening now? I'm like, yeah, I forgot. The movie started with a boat. Yep, yeah, it did. <laughs> it totally
0: did. But, um, yeah, this is where they, they fuck up a little bit. So she's like, okay, I have a plan. We're going to get in this boat. We're going to get in a boat, and we're going to go as far away from the city as possible. For what reason? I China? don't exactly know. <laughs> sure, yeah,
1: you, you're welcome in China. <laughs> For where, sure. Where the fuck are you guys going? I'm like, hey, you got a long ways to go in that boat if you're going <laughs> to go to the U.S. Yeah,
0: but um, she... she Throw, she like rolls him into a speedboat yeah. and she's like oh duh I forgot the key for the boat that we're stealing and as she's running back to the boathouse she leaves him in the boat and this was where I was expecting him to just be gone when she got back yeah. but um, we get people
1: who were va- vaporized uh, in, this, in this office building
0: yeah they sucked his brains out yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. no I, I
1: actually love that
0: effect um, but before that we get a plane crash um, that I think was featured in the trailer for the American remake and I think it was a passenger plane this is like a cargo plane there was um, a plane crash? I'm, I'm, I'm yes Kyle there was a plane crash I didn't pick that <laughs> so she, she's hopping up out of the boat to run to the boat house to steal the keys and uh, as she's running towards the camera uh, really weird CGI effect uh, with camera, like artificial camera shake and then the camera tilts up and we see a, like a C-130 or some shit, like a giant fucking plane uh, fly overhead on fire and it crashes. And she's just like, anyway, anyway. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's treated very nonchalantly. It's a it's a cool idea, but not especially well executed. It's
1: not really a place I want to get in my life where I'm walking along and I hear or see a plane crash and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> we have other problem I, I don't i don't care about this plane crash i have other problems what other problems do you have we yeah, which sh- the just
0: that brief moment in the boathouse is really cool looking yeah because it's it's just a bunch of like ashen corpses yeah. like there's like three or four of them and she just grabs the keys and like even there's like particulates in the air yeah it's like really it's some of the most explicit like creepy imagery yeah. in the movie but it it comes out of
1: nowhere. Yeah, vaporized body is pretty unsettling, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's also strange cuz like it's it's an isolated instance of that cuz every other instance we've seen of people disappearing and stuff, they they turn into mildew on the wall. Uh-huh. But these are like three-dimensional like 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 they look like they've been hit by like Mount Vesuvius or some shit. Yeah. Like they're ashen corpses, but um yeah she gets the keys and uh they actually ride out in the boat um so he uh, kawashima is still there um and then we cut to the ship that we began with yeah and uh koji shows there he's there uh so he bookends the film he's an older gentleman uh exceedingly talented japanese actor i do love seeing him and everything i um, I think one of the earliest things i i had you watch that he was in was 13 assassins
1: i was actually just thinking 13 assassins in my head i'm like yeah
0: yeah he's the lead in that and a, the, also a takashi miike film by the way
1: i was gonna say who's <coughs> the cool dude that i liked in there the funny uh, he, he was a funny dude in another movie we watched i can't think of it he's like the main good-looking dude i'm
0: trying to put it together there's a lot of good-looking dudes in yeah that movie.
1: <laughs> oh, i got it i'll find him
0: um but yeah uh koji Yaksho apparently works with this director quite often um, but it's unfortunate that he's only in a couple scenes of it, because uh, I do like seeing him. But <clears throat> uh, we see we cut to Michi uh, where she was when we began the film, and he ushers her inside the, the ship, and he makes it known that <clears throat> they are heading to Latin America, uh, in the hopes that apparently Latin America wasn't. Uh, folks at home, Tsuyoshi Ihara. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's a tall drink of water by Japanese yeah. standards. Yeah. Um, uh, he just he Kyle has. Worked opposite Scott, Scott Adkins. Adkins in the film Ninja. <laughs> he ah. plays the heavy in that. He plays the villain. Is Ninja... Um, oh,
1: gosh. I'm thinking of a different dude. <laughs> I'm, I don't even know where that was going. Tommy Jaw. Oh, like, Tony Jaw. Tony Jaw. No, he was in a different movie with one word. Oh, uh, I mean... I, I as th- a Ninja Assassin, maybe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, that was with Rain. That was with... B, uh, aka Rain, aka uh, formerly the the biggest pop star in the world, um, from South Korea. Uh, I miss that guy. He made some good fucking music, man. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that was a uh, that was a volcano and Dante's Peak situation. There were competing ninja films that year. (laughs) There was the Scott Adkins Ninja, and uh, the Rain headlined Ninja Assassin. Uh. Most people would tell you that Ninja Assassin is the better of those two. Um, anyway, I don't even know what Kyle's looking for right now, but I'm gonna get back to the movie. I'm he sorry, he yeah. can he can jump back in whenever I'm, he wants. i I'm Jaws IMDb. I mean, Ongbok uh the Protector, aka Tom Young Goon. I think it was the Protector, is what I'm thinking of. Uh, sure, uh, that that one uh, has uh, everybody's favorite Rictus Erectus. Yeah, that's uh, the, Na- the one. Nathan I'm Jones, of. yeah, uh, the seven foot tall Australian wrestler. I was thinking it was Protector. Um, it's uh, that, the protector. Yeah, that was when. Uh, that's funny. There's also a Jackie Chan movie by the same title. that's, yeah. that's absolutely terrible. I think it has Danny Aiello in it. Mm. It was. It was from that era when they didn't know what to do with Jackie Chan, where he wanted to become an international star, but we didn't know what to do with him. Mm-hmm. So we're like, "Hey, buddy, cop movies are kind of a thing. Hey, you want to be with Danny Aiello in a hard-boiled street detective movie?" Jackie Chan, who is still grappling with the English language in the mid-80s. <laughs> it's like, no, this movie sucks. Oh, man, I'm getting really hungry. Now Now
1: I want Chinese food.
0: I <laughs> want some Kung Pao with my ramen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I
1: don't know, do I want ramen or want I want some Szechuan, Szechuanese? Some, some Szechuan.
0: Yeah, I am hungry as well. Yeah. All I've had today is half a piece of cheesecake, which I
1: I can't believe I can't believe I haven't shit myself. I was gonna say fuck you. <laughs> like, I know you're lactose intolerant Like I don't know, Kyle's gonna come over. I'm gonna have cheesecake. <laughs> no, I, I mean honestly, I'm I'm shocked that I haven't shat my pants on the mic these past couple of hours. Are you just waiting for me to leave? Like we gotta go. It's
0: a ticking time bomb. <laughs> <moment. laughs> and you've gotta go. It's <laughs> like Kyle, you're my good buddy. I enjoy talking with you, but you got to go. <laughs> We are literally
1: at the last moment of the film.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Koji Yaksho tells uh, Michi that they're heading to Latin America. Apparently there are still people there, which yeah. kind of interesting because from a, a social and cultural perspective, I would imagine that if loneliness is the contagion that's killing people, you know, most Latin American cultures are a little bit more clingy, a little yeah. bit more sociable than, you know, your, your typical Japanese people <laughs> and so it's like you know he said they weren't hit as hard by the, the thing that's going around mm-hmm. um, and then I, I think he she has this line to him like did I do the right thing and I think what she's inferring here is like by choosing to remain alive by tr- by choosing to remain here in our reality um, not fading into a specter or turning into a stain or whatever am I doing the right thing and I, I do think this is supposed to be symbolic of, like, a generational philosophical difference. Mm-hmm. It's like, remember, this Koji Yakusho, who kind of represents, like, a, an older generation, is like, you know, raised by post-war people, mm-hmm. like, and she's, and his response is like, yeah, you dummy. <laughs> it's like, you don't, it's like if, if in my day you didn't have a choice. Yeah. It's like you, you, you gritted your teeth and you carried on. Yeah. And it's like, we didn't, we didn't have the option to opt out. Um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, you're doing, you're doing good, kid. Doing good. And then Kawa just turns into a stain. Yeah. Uh, she heads into a back room on the ship and, uh, she's like busting out her supply kit and stuff. And she has some narration here. And uh, I, I, may have written it down wrong because this all happens very quickly. Yeah. It's just just done. Yeah. Kalashima's like laying down in the corner of the room and uh, over a series of cuts, uh, he turns into a stain. Yeah. And she says, uh, now alone with my only friend in the world, I have found happiness. Cue pop song. Yeah. Um, with very very two thousand and one guitar riffs. <laughs> Honestly, Blue Velvet made more more sense than
1: this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Pulse. It's Lynchian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is Lynchian. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand this movie. Um, the the themes and con- like the themes and ideas were kind of on the surface, but they for me they just weren't explored in a way that I understood. And I don't know if that's just culturally, or maybe it's just how the filmmaker wanted to do it. You project your own uh, interpretation on it, that's fine. Um, yeah, but this did have some really cool, spooky moments. I will give it that. I, 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 it's got its own style, I would say. Um, and yeah, it engaging, well shot, very well shot. Um, overall, not my favorite cinematic viewing experience.
0: That's fair. I mean, you, you definitely engaged with the material. The only problem is it didn't resonate with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with pretty much every point you made there. Um, like I said, a, a huge reason why I picked this one is just the themes, the ideas, I think are much more fascinating than the actual film. Because like, honestly, some of the ideas in this actually legitimately scared me a little bit before I watched the movie. There's a reason I avoided it up until now is because mm. at certain stages of my life, didn't want to explore those ideas i was like that i i'd rather that be a movie i don't watch right now um but yeah in terms of execution i i feel like some of it's maybe a little too nebulous or ambiguous like like it could have used a little injection of dumb yeah. just to make to make it more obvious um but i think that was a, a choice um that makes the movie slightly hard to approach and understand um, but again, I do think the ideas are there. It's just could have been done better. Um, and as far as I understand, the American remake, um, while more explicit and probably significantly dumber, um, I don't think it's the superior version of the story. Uh, so cool idea, not especially well put together. But yeah, this was uh, Pulse uh, from 2001, directed by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. And I guess that brings our uh, not-made-in-America month uh, to an end here. Um, but in the meantime, folks at home, uh, if you'd like to catch up on any of our Catching Up on Cinema content, you can find all of that collected on our website at CatchingUpOnCinema.com. Uh, you can also find us on the social medias on the Instagram at Catching up on cinema, as well as the Twitter at Catching Cinema. So feel free to hit me up at either of those. Uh, and the podcast is available on pretty much every platform you can imagine, including Cephalopod. So fucking Google it. Mm-hmm. And that being said, thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.
1: Google it. Rewatched it not too long ago, about a month, a couple months ago. It's great. Yeah. Bill is great. It is great. Yeah, I love Villages. What is it? No one knows. It's just great. It. it
0: <laughs> yeah, genre classification. Burton's brain. brain. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Burton-esque. It's Burton-esque. I guess. Kind of horny. Kind of funny. A little bit creepy. Mostly horny. Mostly horny. (laughs) (laughs) Very horny. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay.